Now, I, I put myself down to host. I haven't done it for a while, but I have no witty intro. <laughs> no, I didn't last week either. I noticed, yeah. Oh, thanks. We'll get complaints <laughs> soon. Yeah. Uh, it's Batman Day. That be... Oh, okay. Um... Happy Batman Day, where every kid takes his parents into a darkened alley in the hope... <laughs> Well, let, let's workshop that a little bit more. Meanwhile, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 239, for the week of Wednesday, the 21st of September, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Davy Boy's Toys and Bam Kapow Collectibles and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Tweeterhead Classic Two-Faced Maquette, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Hasbro Marvel Legends X-Men Juggernaut Wave. Toy dudes, how are we? Hello. Hello. Hey. Happy Batman Day. Happy Batman Day. What does Day. Happy Batman Day mean? Oh. What, what, what's, what's the significance? I don't know. What are we Who tying into? It was Batman Day. DC. Oh. I thought it might have been comic shop owners. Is it just like a nominated day of the year now, like International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is Monday, if I remember? Oh. It's uh, a- I mean, ahoy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Believe it's around the time that Detective Twenty Seven came out the year, mm. so I don't think it had a specific date, but it would have been around this sort of uh, month. So, no, did you attend any? Did you attend any Batman Day festivities today, gentlemen? No, uh, kind of. <laughs> I we had a, a local comic con on today. Oh, okay. And uh, a friend of mine has a shop. And various, uh, he sells a lot of role play games and stuff like that. But he also has a pretty uh, epic comic collection that's been in storage. And so he sort of dug it all out and said, Did I want to sell anything? And instead of selling stuff on the Facebook groups, et cetera, I went, Yeah, sure. So I took along a whole bunch of stuff and put it up for sale and just sort of hung out with him for the day. And uh, it was good, other than really sore feet from standing all day. But And were the people some, there, uh, um, Less or more annoying to sell to than the people on the Facebook groups? Uh, uh, a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, you, you still get your, your share of uh, interesting people for, for, you know, lack of a more. Mm. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, what I did notice is the dynamic has changed a lot over the years. I mean, I've been going to Comic Cons. I think my first one was 1990 or 91. Oh goodness, Eddie probably wasn't born then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was in kindergarten that year. Oh my it, was a, it was a vintage <laughs> convention. Uh, yep. But, uh, I mean that ninety one is the year I got married. 
Well, that, that first con was uh, all comic dealers. It was just comic dealers, comic dealers, yeah. because toys hadn't really taken off again uh, yet, and cosplay was you know non-existent and that sort of thing. But um, a, a lot of uh, the stuff my buddy set up at the the booth was um, uh, you know beautiful Bronze Age books from the seventies, and for some reason they're all in beautiful condition, like really nice condition. And so he was really excited, and I think for the whole day he sold three. Oh. But he also had uh, a lot of game stuff there, like X-Wing and Pokemon cards. And he sold boxes of Pokemon cards. There were just young kids coming up with mums and dads and, are you sure you want to spend your pocket money on this? Yep, okay. And he was doing deals, so he was the cheapest one there. So people, you know, were coming around, coming back. But, yeah, I think it's a bit of a changing of the guard now. I think people yeah. who collect vintage comics, you know, yeah. do so from the, uh, you know, the, the dark caverns of their studies or whatever and, and, and just get on eBay and the days of buying comics at comic conventions are gone. Uh, oh, dear. So, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. What else have you been up to, Ben? Oh, not a lot. Just the usual work stuff and probably go back tomorrow to the con and try and flog off some more stuff and move some Marvel Legends, which was nice. Oh, good. So, a bit of play money. That's good. What about you, hmm. um, Eddie? Any Batman Day celebrations? Anything else happening? No, I'm yet to do a Batman Day. I did a Superman Day years ago uh, where a bunch of us at All-Star dressed up as um, Superman, uh, but because I don't have the physique or hair for Superman, I went <laughs> as Lex Luthor. Oh, very good. Uh, so there's <laughs> one Lex Luthor <laughs> with a bunch of Supermen, and we went from the old All-Star store to max brenner's uh oh. like chocolate <laughs> coffee place in it's um qv uh that's actually in a section called batman uh seagull lane i think it was it's either seagull or schuster lane was the reason we went to that cafe and did the Excellent. march and <laughs> i made a joke to the woman and as i was buying everyone a hot chocolate inside like oh could you just slip a bit of kryptonite in everyone uh, <laughs> and she was not a comic book fan because she <laughs> clearly did not oh, dear. <laughs> understand what I was asking. Oh, dear. Uh, so that was my one experience of a comic book day <laughs> celebration. But gen- generally these days, uh, they're more for the little ones. They're coming in. It's um, There's like one free book on offer, which I think is the new Rebirth Batman one. And okay. then, yeah, a lot of good kid celebration okay. ideas. Good. Yeah. And what, what else have you been up to, Eddie? Uh, it's mainly like I was off last week. I had a huge uh, bachelor's party, uh, but nothing I can go into on here. Um, <laughs> and I also thought, uh, speaking of weird cafe experiences, I found a new cafe for uh, my morning coffee and bagel. Uh, it's a little indie one because we have a lot of them here in Melbourne. You might not have heard of it. It's called the Starbucks. <laughs> I, I found it recently and it's one of the nicest actual cafe experiences I've found in Melbourne it's just this nice two-story one and I sort of sit up the back and it's where, this where nice that? furniture I have to myself it's uh, on Swanston Street this one oh, okay. and I've just been kind of chilling there but I thought I thought myself a genius because I got they do the dollar raisin toast yep. but I hate um, hard butter 
and then you're just ripping the bread apart, trying to spread the butter across. And it comes in this little plastic container with tin foil over the top of it, and I could feel it. It must have just come out of the freezer from out the back because it was still hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's going to bother me. And then I thought, no, wait, I'm a genius here. I put the butter on top of my coffee. Um, and then I got distracted by the wonders of social media and – a couple of minutes later, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sure my butter's soft now. And <laughs> just as I thought that, there was a big pop and a volcano of butter just <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Somehow, like, luckily, didn't land on any of my clothes or person, but oh uh, went all over my iPod, all over the table. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't goodness. touch the raisin bread either, unfortunately. And melted butter is near impossible to clean up with. <laughs> Uh, sort of napkins and that and so I haven't been back to that uh, Starbucks for a couple of days now I'm giving that some time to <laughs> cool down a little bit after making a spectacle of yourself yeah yeah <laughs> I'm almost afraid to ask Scott what happened this week can you can you top exploding butter? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a very average sort of week and then this morning I uh, got a phone call um I know I've mentioned before that I have a storage unit where I keep the my boxes of like statue boxes and some figures and and some statues that aren't on display. And I got a phone call from this morning saying that they had had a um, random kind of break into a few units, and mine was one of them. Oh. And could I come and see if anything was taken? He was like, "Look," and he said, "Look, I've had a look inside, and it's hard to tell. You know, it seems a little bit of a shambles." And I'm like, "Well, that mightn't be the robbery. Um, mm. the, <laughs> a lot of boxes, but nothing was taken. Thankfully, like, I mean, I was driving there, I was thinking, oh, well, look, you know, it's that it's not anything valuable except the boxes of like my premium formats and things that would be really painful if they were gone, because then if I ever wanted yeah. to move or sell them, that would be really hard. Um, uh, yeah, but the I think I've mentioned before that one of the chaps that works at the storage unit is a listener of our show. Hello, David, and he was there and he was so nice and um, friendly and supportive. I actually ended up comforting him, but anyway, um, <laughs> I was like, "It's okay." Um, so that was kind of a <laughs> I was thinking, you know, it's just things, and um, but I was actually pleased that nothing was gone. Um, I I was worried you're going to say because uh, we've had buckets and buckets of rain. Yeah. This oh week. my gosh. I know. Mm. No. Yeah. I, I mean, was, they're in I was these. Thinking that story was going to go different. <laughs> no, they're pretty waterproof. These things, but they are. You know, anyone can jump a fence and get a. You know, with a pair of bolt cutters and. You know, I mean, I. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I do like the idea of the thief going like, "Oh, this could be you know storage wars, pay dirt. Yeah. What's in here? <laughs> oh." It's, like the uh, oh well, at least you know you hear rumors of some of these going for money and then opening up these boxes and uh, just empty. I, I I said to him, I would love to have just seen the look on their face and they opened it and they probably went, "What the heck is this?" Like yeah. <laughs> um, he, Scott's boxes of empty boxes. Yeah, but boxes of boxes. <laughs> Actually, your your one would be a great storage wars episode because I'd open it up, see all the premium formats and that and go like, oh, that's good, collector money, like bid high on that. And then once they get in there to open it up, it'll all all, be empty. All empty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to be on that show though. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, uh, was, you know, kind of 
funny. I wasn't actually that stressed. I was like, oh, well, you know, it's all stuff and like stuff happens. So, um, you know, interesting, I think, and I know I've seen this come up on, um, discussion forums from time to time about whether or not you have your collection insured. Um, and I do actually have a line item on my contents insurance, um, yeah. you know, that, but I've, I've never had to claim anything like, um, but I did, uh, and the storage place actually does offer insurance. And so I will probably now work out, you know, some small kind of amount just so that I'm covered if something does happen. But yeah. Do you, do you have insurance on yours, Ben? No, I have uh, contents insurance yeah. uh, for my home, and yes. I think the provider that we go through lists something about up to one-third of the insured value can be nominated as a collection of some kind so oh, to okay. cover collectibles. Okay, yeah. So, but uh, I, I remember contacting different insurance providers to ask if they would insure uh, specifically a collection but every single one of them comes back and says you need an itemized list. And so I've, all my comics are in uh, the comic collector software and that sort of thing, but I haven't actually added prices to them. Yeah. So I haven't been able to sort of provide a, a, a combined value because they need a, uh, a pretty detailed list. So, oh, okay. So no, no, I haven't actually I, gone that far yet. Well, you know, like, you know, in your contents insurance, you can list specific things with a yes. value and i do like i have that on on mine just a you know collection with a round figure which they did yeah that's what know. mine is it's oh, it's yeah. about one third for a comic collection or something so yeah. yep. but i mean i have so much crap now i, I, I need to you know yeah. i think last time i went oh okay well to cover my comics and statues and humanity event this much so i'll just times that by three and then i'll ensure the contents for that and they went yeah we need to see uh, a list of items to cover the other two thirds because that's an awful lot. Oh. Like, well, Poop. I don't have the other two thirds in, you know, <laughs> fridges and DVD players, and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was a bit of a backfire. Yeah, but it is definitely something that people should look into because I, I know people who have lost a lot of stuff. So I know people who have had flooded basements and, and yes. lost comic collections and. Yep. yep. Yes. So that might be something you can write in to us about and let us know if you um, have insurance and what you do about that and, you know, uh, any uh, good or bad uh, insured or not insured collection stories. Um, yeah. We might, you know, we could have a discussion topic if we get enough response. Yeah, cool. But in the meantime, I think we should probably get on with the show and do some news. Huzzah! Let's. Let's. The signal goes out. The ferocious feline is on the prowl. But Bruce Wayne's custom coop is loaded with surprises. Batman returns. What was that? It's Batman. Captain But Batman's unstoppable. No, I'm not. Batman strikes back. Batman returns. Bruce Wayne figure included with custom coop. Other figures sold separately. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. This isn't all the news. It's just the things that have caught our eye or interested us this week. And, Ben, you're going to kick us off. So what things are you talking about this evening? I'm talking about all sorts of things, but I am kicking things things off in the uh, 1.6 scale. So that is, of course, usually a 12-inch action figure of some kind. And Sideshow Collectibles have finally solicited their Lobo 
0.16 scale figure. It's going to set you back 250 US dollars and will be out, well, you know, give or take third quarter 2017. Uh, I actually thought this figure had a lot of promise when we saw the promo shots, but now that it's here, um, gosh, I'm really underwhelmed. You, you don't like? I don't like. I don't like. I'm, I'm, I find it very awkward uh, given the premium format that they delivered uh, last year, which I think might have been my statue of the year, I just I don't know. I don't. There's just, it's just an awkward piece. Like it's got. I guess I'm just used to the Bisley dreadlocks. Yeah. Now. yeah. So I, I think Bisley, you know, um, Lobo had sort of moved away from his unitard kind of thing costume and became a bit more of a rough and tough bounty hunter type. But it was Bisley that really defined. The look and and that's the the look that I like and this has got more of the traditional hair that sort of upswept hair but if you didn't really know about early Lobo you'd probably just think he was standing in front of a giant fan or something. <laughs> um, it's it's a bit sort of awkward but more awkward than that it's on a really small buck. Uh, I don't know exactly how tall he is. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, it says he's 14 inches tall, yeah. but that's possibly to the, hair, the right? top of the hair, perhaps, because yeah. it's he's, he's packing a, a quite the the coiffed um, set of hair. But I think it's just a small buck, like it's. It, it is a brand new buck that they've done. Yeah, I'm still for not him. I think part of it might be like it's hard to tell without great comparison picks next to him near another sideshow. But I think for me, it's the heads. Are, bit too large and that's creating a optical illusion that the rest of his body's kind of small yeah does that yeah, make possible. yes yeah yeah i mean the hair is obviously going to contribute to that and i think they've done a great job with the uh the costume etc they've got that sort of faux leather vest that he always wears and uh you know <clears throat> they've gone for the the huge boots and greaves and uh, sort of you know knee pads and stuff like that chain is obviously present they've gone for a bit of a different hook but, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of off a little bit for me. And he doesn't come with much. He's got about well, five hands, the chain, the hook, and his gun for $250. Um, I, I think that the mm. hair and the way that they've sculpted the hair is part of what, like, like Eddie said, creates that kind of illusion of that the body looks small. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, to me, it... Uh, I think from the neck down, um, it looks great. I think that the hair, um, you know, I get the reference, but it doesn't really gel with that outfit. And um, no, I, 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 yeah. I just don't think that the six scale um, stuff that that sideshow is doing is quite there. But I don't know what would make it better either. Yeah, uh, certainly looking at the head in details, the sculpting is insane with the oh, okay. hair, and yep. I think the, the grin is very good and uh, whatnot. I just it just doesn't feel like my Lobo, I guess. And uh, look, if you order through the Sideshow website, you'll get the exclusive swap out hand holding the cigar, and I think for a limited time, you'll also get free US shipping. Boo! Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, look, you know it's all right. I, mm, mm. Not for me. Yeah. No, 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 I think I'm going to pass on that. Uh, speaking of 1-6 scale figures, 3-0, who seem to be uh, cruising along quite nicely, 
have shown us a teaser that we are getting Hannibal 1-6 scale figures. This is Hannibal, the TV series, as opposed to the Anthony Hopkins-related material. Oh. Uh, and I actually think that's the figure itself. Like, we're actually... I think it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, uh, I mean, we haven't seen the entire portrait, but from the part of the portrait that I can see, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's Mads Malkin's lower it chin. It is, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's really good sculpting. Hmm. So he's wearing a suit with his, uh, his napkin, etc. So that's pretty cool. They seem to be expanding quite nicely, those guys, and seem to be bringing us something new all the time. Oh, in, indeed. I think um, that, that they've definitely... Uh, had a good go at getting uh, quite a number of properties. They've got Walking Dead stuff mm. happening. Um, so yeah. it's good to see that expanding. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they, you know, the one that's really blown me away is the Hound. I think I'm going to really struggle not picking up the Hound from Game of Thrones. And so, you know, picking up licenses like the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones, I think they're doing you know, pretty darn good. Yeah. Yep. So, Clever too, going after TV that Hot Toys isn't doing and mm. sort of carving a new. Market, yeah. Um, and in other news, you, uh, if you're on Facebook at all and have uh, a feed that displays even uh, any kind of toy news, then you probably would have seen Todd McFarlane uh, talking to you and waving around some new Spawn figures that are coming out. Uh, they were shown at the GameStop Expo, and uh, I think there's two new figures coming out. Spawn, but anyway, we, um, I don't think we still worked out exactly what this whole color tops business is. Um, this is a blue wave. Uh, yeah, so the, the Color Tops um, includes Walking Dead, um, like that's the kind of deluxe Walking Dead figures that they've started doing. Um, and, yeah, but I don't understand the kind of link between the properties and the Color Tops. So. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to work out. But certainly I think it might looks. just be waves. It's just, you know, one wave comes out and it's got the green tops and yeah. it could be anything and yeah okay so maybe that the color relates to either the property or the type of property whether it's movie or tv or game or something like that don't know but there's a whole bunch of other stuff on display um a heap of the new gears of war figures which are looking pretty cool um i'm a little bit mm, a little bit dubious mainly because of mcfarlane's history with uh, no um articulation but certainly looking at a couple of the gears of war figures i can see uh elbow joints and things like that so it doesn't look like we're getting pure um stactions well he's got a weird thing i don't know if you've, there's a interview going around somewhere where he's talking about articulation and he was like oh well video games their characters are designed to move so we can put more articulation points in figures like that whereas <laughs> you know other ones they're not like uh, athletes or that aren't designed that way, so we can't do yeah. the articulate. Like it made completely no sense because it's like, well, <laughs> natural human body's designed to move too, so you can <laughs> that. Like it, it really like he he sounded like he had some whole philosophy on this uh, subject, and it just really yeah. did not come across that. Yeah, I want a like- really good articulated spawn figure, mm. and he just seems hesitant not to do it just yeah this new spawn looks really nice i noticed that they're still producing that sort of classic articulation that when you you haven't bent the leg the the joint is almost invisible um it it kind of hides and but then when you sort of bend it yeah it's hard to describe it doesn't have that sort of traditional marvel legends uh 
huh. kind of thing. So, yeah, I think you're going to get sort of bare minimum articulation, sort of elbows, knees, uh, sort of thing. I hope, you know, he's clever enough to include uh, the ankle rockets because I think that's pretty much a mandatory on all figures now. So a um, whole bunch of new uh, sports figures on display. I think it was uh, Engineer Nerd who commented about the, the new NHL line that he would probably be into. But anyway, it's good to see McFarlane sort of cranking it along. Yeah, a lot of those licenses, he's obviously still got the basketball and football as well. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I think there was two Spawn figures on display from memory. There was the uh, sort of the traditional Spawn with uh, all the sort of spiky bits and guns, and I forget what the second one was. It might have been uh, maybe a, a, an unmasked head, I think. Oh, my. That shows the sort of yeah, decayed look. Anyway, good stuff. And my last thing, uh, this is the the wallet breaker for this particular episode (laughs) of news. And this is the continuation of Prime One Studios' one-third scale Batman Arkham Knight series, uh, of which, gosh, we must have had about six or seven by now. And they're coming out quickly too. Like if you're buying these guys, you'd be looking at probably picking one up every couple of months. And that's that's a pretty big commitment. Uh, Anywho, uh, this one is Azrael. And Azrael uh, is fairly demure in this pose. He's just kind of, you know, chilling, no, no action going on. Chilling. But he's still, yeah, clocks in at 32 inches. So these are, are big dudes, big dudes. And, uh, look, as I've said with this entire line, uh, beautiful sculpting. They look amazing. Um, they're just not really versions that I'm attached to. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yep. it, it looks great, like the the tabard hanging down. He's got his sword and his cloak and, you know, the colours are right. But they're just that kind of, hey, we're video game makers and we can make these guys better. And, yeah, I've never really taken to them. I think Deathstroke's probably the one I like the most. Yeah, these. Uh, uh, this one to me uh, it doesn't appeal to me as much as some of the others have. And I th- obviously it's the video game interpretation, but it's just kind of, um, I don't like the, the blurred lines, I guess, of, you know, Mm. what, what they've done compared to what he, yeah, his kind of comic interpretation. It's just a bit messy and funky looking for, for me, but. Yeah. It's actually moved right away from the traditional sort of Templar look and feel. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like these guys ever looked even remotely close to this. No, I think, Mm. you know, the thing that just blows my mind about this is the price tag. Um, And for... $899. US, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's not shipped. And that, you know, wow, I just, wow. Mm. (laughs) Yes, $900 US and it will be out second quarter, 17. So, yeah, Mm. better start saving Um, your coupons. What, one thing I'm seeing here in the fine print on Big Bad Toy Store uh, is interesting. I haven't really seen it before. I don't know if this is common on their big items, but it's saying, you know, this pre-order is a $225 non-refundable payment. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, do, they, do, do they do that or? Well, that's yeah. pretty unusual for Big Bad, yeah, but I can see yeah. where they'd be ordering these in, I would imagine, you know, just to – fill orders so they wouldn't want to be stuck with them because mm. yeah, you know, big bad's normally true. very good about you know being able to cancel stuff so. yeah 
Mm-hmm. No, I think I'm pretty sure uh, the the non-exclusive version of um, my Death Dealer statue you can get through Big Bads. So, mm. um, and there's a, a twenty or twenty-five percent deposit required for that one as well. So, but anyway, I think that is my news. Very there nice. That means it's my turn to yeah. pick up the mantle. Uh, and speaking of nights, my first bit of news uh, is an interesting one that I came across on Big Bad, which was the Dark Souls 2 DXF Volume 1 figure bearer of the curse. So, my goodness. Uh, for those, yeah. What a, what a name. Uh, yeah, it's a, one of those. Uh, it's That's the curse to bear is saying that name. Um <laughs> But uh, for those that don't know, Dark Souls is a cults uh, video game known for being extremely difficult. Uh, <laughs> and for a fairly popular video game, there really hasn't been that much merchandise based on the game. The characters are fairly heavily customizable, so there's no main protagonist that you follow through. It's just sort of the clothing you put on your night, which you have lots of different options for. So I haven't mm. actually really played Dark Souls 2 too much in depth, so I don't know if this is a costume you can get for the main guy that you're playing as called Bearer of the Curse or if this is a character uh, you fight within the game. Uh, but he does look uh, pretty cool, and I think he was actually on the box cover uh, front of the game itself. But... Um, yeah, nice to see them finally getting some Dark Souls merch out. I'm sure there's lots of people who will be looking uh, to pick it up. I might even be tempted myself, except it's hard to kind of tell what his articulation will be from this great yeah. And if it's a statue, I'd leave it. But if he was heavily articulated, I might be very tempted to pick him up. Mm. Uh, that's what I was thinking, actually, as I was looking at the images, that I can't see a lot of articulation. It could be sort of one of those... Um, those sort of DX stations that uh, uh, Diamond used to do, but uh, he certainly looks good. I like the uh, I like the sculpting on the shield huh. emblem. Hmm. Yeah. I'm just glad I can finally end my hunger strike now that there's Dark Souls merchandise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. never heard. Well, of I know you okay. you do a lot of let's plays on it on YouTube. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm such a big gamer, you know. Like the, yeah, yeah, the Scotty's Let's Play channel is, is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. He's the real game grump. Oh, yeah, that's right. It'd be me <laughs> and my 15-year-old not being able to get past the first level of Lego Batman 2 or something. <laughs> me, and, and me going, this is dumb! Yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> Throwing down my controller. Yeah. Um, speaking of hanging around with one's younger wards, my next bit of news is the all-star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder Artifacts plus Batman and Robin 2-pack. Uh, so this is them stepping away from the 52 styling and giving some jingle right. uh, <laughs> here. A uh, bit of a notorious story line though but it was definitely visually pretty so it does give you some nice classic batman and robin there how do you uh, go scotty you're the big artifacts plus guy you like i'm in this is so exciting so it's nice isn't it yeah it's great i don't know why see. it was controversial i mean he's the goddamn batman <laughs> <laughs> but i think this looks fantastic and you know it is great to see them um doing some uh, stuff outside of the new 52 um and uh, bring it on, I say, because yeah. this is such a nice um, 
scale to collect stuff out. You know, it's not uh, horrendously expensive. It's very space friendly, um, and I I just love this kind of scale, and um, so I'm glad to see more. Bring it on. Mm. And this would be a good one too that you could pretty much grab this box and be done. Like oh, that's right. Yeah. Be a collection onto itself. Yeah. They work well together the way he's crouched over. Like that's a great pose with Batman, but the way Robin just sort of sits in front of him, you know, Batman's got the big sort of uh, grimace, almost sneer. And uh, Robin's got the, the smirk on his face with his batarang ready to go. And like, that's nicely done. Yeah. Very good. Mm. Very good. Hmm. Uh, so moving on through to my next bit of news, it's the uh, bit of an announcement from Big Chief, which is the English version of Hot Toys, and they've picked up probably one of the most English licenses of all, the James Bond film series, uh, which is actually a license for such a hugely popular franchise, doesn't get a lot of collectibles, so I'll yeah. be... Uh, very interested to see what these guys do because my very first sideshow purchase back in the day was a Sean Connery James Bond figure from Dr. No that turned up at electronic boutiques. And that's when I first remember even hearing of those guys. So I'll be uh, tempted to see what they do, but uh, nothing from Big Chief at the moment has got me to push the buy button yet. So Now, are they the guys that did the Doctor Who stuff? Yeah, they've done yeah, Doctor yeah, Who's right. for yes. their, their big one. Uh, they did some Sherlock pieces. And, and they did the Tom Baker one that looked like he was startled by something. Yeah. Yeah. From memory. Yeah. Look, I, I find the same. I, I was just thinking what, exactly what you were saying, Eddie, that for such a, an enormous franchise with, you know, this amazing legacy uh, and phenomenal characters, James Bond really has had a raw deal in the collectibles business i mean yeah every now and then we get the the model cars and you know someone will bring out half a dozen cars or something and yes there were the sideshow figures that you mentioned many many moons ago that have dated quite badly but the fact that there just hasn't been like a really good quality you know six inch seven inch scale line i mean you know i'd take odd job i'd take goldfinger blofeld it's uh yeah from what i've heard there's something weird with the actor's license Mm. rights. So back in the day, they didn't really uh, think about merchandise and things like that. So nothing was signed on. So uh, if you're doing um, a line from a certain period in the past, you have to go to each of the estates of everyone and get it signed off on, which weirdly then seems to be the most produced stuff. So someone at Connery's estate seems to be, ticking the boxes very easily. Apparently it was quite easy to get the license for. Don't, don't you uh, only have an positive. estate when you're dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's true. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, we'll be reporting back on this yeah. next week that Eddie killed Sean Connery just by, you know. Nice. As if 2016 yeah. couldn't get any worth in the celebrity mm. death department, Eddie just killed Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep my comments to myself because of the Michael Fassbender time. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. It's interesting that uh, Connery, that Sean Connery, would actually give out his his likeness rights because he's a notorious jerk. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now, yeah. someone mm. before you write in and complain that <laughs> yeah. you, you, good grief. 
You can't complain if it's true. Oh, oh dear. But yeah, I, yeah, I'd yeah. like to see a good Daniel Craig uh, Bond yeah. done out there. I'd imagine he's had to sign away his likeness rights. Mm. Hmm. Right. Um, oh, and it's still me for one last piece. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, and my last piece of news also comes from the to- Tokyo Game Show where McFarlane was exhibiting. Uh, but PlayArts Kai have revealed their color version of their Wolverine uh, variant, and he's definitely looking pointy. Uh, Black. Do not like guy Do not like somebody him. stop them. It's it's a weird concept. It's I think some of the DC ones worked a lot better than any of the Marvel ones. The the you know I've looked at them and uh, no besides Iron Man, which you know, but all the, all the rest of them, Black Widow, you know, all the kind of spidery stuff they're doing, etc. Just no, but again. I think that I am definitely not the target audience. Um, <clears throat> no. So, no. I, I was looking at some of their early, like, Arkham video game stuff and that the other day, and I was sort of thinking, I don't know if these guys have, like, their aesthetic was kind of cool a few years ago, but I don't know if it's holding up for me. I think it's almost dating a little bit, their design style of figures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something. <laughs> <laughs> Something. <laughs> uh, well, look. Speaking of um, design style, uh, Adam's not here, so I have to take on <laughs> the um, SH Figure Art Sailor Moon segment, and uh, I think this looks great. This is the Sailor Moon Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. <laughs> they, do like, do, they do like repeating things in their toy names, don't they? The SH Figure Art Sailor Moon Pretty Guardian yeah. Sailor Moon Figure Sailor Moon. It's <laughs> right. And uh, this, of course, is from the famous net animation Sailor Moon Crystal! Exclamation mark, <laughs> and is faithfully sculpted to capture her newest appearance. And you, she looks the same as she did before. Or maybe no, I she has she know. has more hair, longer hair, longer yeah. oh, longer oh. Um, pony, pigtail, ponytails, wherever they are. Oh, oh. Four facial expressions, yes. seven I love, I love this, seven sets of optional hands. <laughs> As opposed to seven sets of mandatory hands. Um, so <laughs> that would be awkward. You must use all of these. Uh, so, yeah. I'm sorry, Adam. I'll just apologize now for not being able to say anything more sensible about this thing that I'm sure that you care a lot about. Um, and, so far, uh, we've upset the Connery estate. <laughs> we've upset Adam. Yeah. I, th- I said I think this looks great. I just have no, I don't have no product knowledge to uh, or content knowledge to say anything meaningful other than like ooh girl germs and stuff. So um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, but I do know more about the uh, next thing, which of course is our good friends at Funko trademark. Um, and uh, believe it or not, they've made some new solicitations of that uh, slightly obscure line that just kind of you know maybe they'll make it big someday. The uh, pop vinyls. Um, and yes, they have got, you know, something that I, I just really love about these is you you see, I know I said this before, but I think we get a bit inoculated to not really engaging with how 
clever and well done these are because we see them, you know, walls of them in boxes and they can all kind of look a bit sameish in the box. But when you look at these out of you know, out of the box and the sculpts they've done, they, they really are quite an accomplishment. Um, and so we've got Disney princesses, and uh, if you're a dad of girls, um, as I am and Ben is, and I, well, Eddie probably he, doesn't know if he is or not. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Till the paternity comes through. That's right. Yeah. Till, till the test is confirmed. <laughs> I keep turning down those offers to appear on Maury Povich. <laughs> Eddie, you are the father. No! Mm. Anyway, um, so you've got all of the normal suspects there, the aerials and the um, bells and... Rapunzel. <laughs> Tiana's and et cetera. Um, oh, so, Rapunzel's actually pretty cute. My, yeah. One of my... Tadpoles loves Rapunzel. Um, she loves Tangled and uh, pretty much anything to do with Rapunzel. And like the way they've done the hair. They're, they're so nicely stuff. done, you know, that you can look mm. at them and if you know anything about the properties, you don't need the label to know what they are. And mm. uh, if you're more my vintage, um, then the Scooby-Doo line, which, <laughs> that, you know, what's the, the list of properties that um, Funko hasn't done? It gets smaller and smaller. And uh, these, I just think, look fantastic. I love the Velma. Um, it's just great, the glasses. That that might be one that yeah. I might have to pick up. See, now, these are instantly recognisable. Uh, there, there's not one character there yep. that just looks spot on. Yep. Um, yeah, The probably the, the Scooby for me is the uh, one that's probably, mm. uh, you know, not, I guess with just, you know, the black dot eyes, et cetera, not quite there in the same way, um, but mm. all the the human characters absolutely yeah. just so. For me, it's the the uh, Shaggy with the Scooby snacks, dude. <laughs> oh, That's terrible. I can only do it better than that. That was terrible. Okay, hold on. Wait, let, let me redeem myself. <laughs> oh, like there's a ghost standing right behind me, isn't there, Scoop? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to use but that one. Uh, shaggy words, and I just got. Uh. <laughs> uh, and um, if you're still with us, um, you haven't either uh, dropped dead from shock or turned off in disgust, um, then yeah. the Street Fighter uh, line, which again, instantly recognizable characters. And uh, Eddie, do you have a charming Chun Li impression to follow that one up with, or? I I don't, but well. I want to point out. You say that this is recognizable Street Fighter characters. I have never come across this last one, which is apparently hot Ryu, which oh. is a Ryu pop <laughs> without his shirt on. And hot for some reason, looks like Danny McBride. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, he's, he's only sold in some of those back alley shops. Like, I feel like someone typed that name for this version of the character as a joke (laughs) and it's just stuck in the... Yeah, that doesn't... I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm the best Street Fighter expert, but that's not ringing a bell for me either. I love how you've got all these characters with these kick-ass names and then there's number 142 and his name is Dan. (laughs) 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 If you see 143, Bruce... (laughs) <laughs> better, yeah. uh, 
There you go. So if uh, the Funko Pops are not your thing, uh, then perhaps the Iron Studios Deathstroke one-tenth scale statue might be more um, up your alley. Um, uh, oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> Went wrong here. Deathstroke the movies starring Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance. Yeah, so... I, when I saw the ad, like when I saw the tagline for this, I thought, "Oh wow!" Because I, you know, we haven't really had we haven't had a classic Deathstroke statue, mm. and I thought yeah, I could be up for these. the The Iron Studios one tenth scale stuff um, to me, you know, I think always looks quite good. Um, the price point for me for the scale is the killer uh, because these are like probably about 120 US, but they can be over 200 here in Australia. And I kind of look at the size versus the price point and go, uh, no. Um, and so I was excited by this, but, you know, look, full marks here for a really ambitious pose. But yeah, this looks like mm-hmm. Deathstroke um, does Swan Lake. It just doesn't feel badass. It just it looks like a really awkward comic pose. And I'm sure if I Google this, I could probably find the image on a cover somewhere. But translated into a 3D statue, it just looks awkward. Yeah. And it's more awkward the more you turn it. Like the front on one is actually the the best pose <laughs> of the lot. As you turn yeah. it, it gets worse. Yeah, it's it's also that weird. Like when you actually think about the pose, it looks like he's about to shoot someone, then hit them with a sword. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, look, uh, I love this costume. I think mm. Deathstroke's original costume, uh, as dated as it is, it still stands up as, as pretty badass, the way they do sort of the, the black around the eye, um, slit in his mask, et cetera, and the, 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 the scale mail I think is phenomenal. And and blue and orange just shouldn't work, but, you know, it's just he just doesn't, come across as badass in this no. it's yeah overdone mm. over what a shame uh, yeah i mean i think uh full marks for ambition um but i think to me it's just kind of a step too far um mm. now the last one uh our last news item is something that we talked about uh when it was previewed at san diego comic-con but it has now gone up for pre-order and this is the cheetah premium format statue from Sideshow Collectibles, um, which interestingly is a Sideshow exclusive only um, and limited to 500. Um, So I wonder, I'm a bit surprised by that. I wonder why they made that decision. So this does come with the uh, swap out head for the kind of classic slash super friends version. And then the full cat like uh, version as well. Um, now I, I have pre-ordered this. I, um, I think if it didn't have the swap out classic head, I might've given it a pass, but with the swap out classic head, I thought, Oh, I'll be sad if I don't have this. Um, (laughs) and uh, particularly with the limited to 500. Um, I I think that's only the exclusive. I think there is a regular version that you'll find through other retailers. Really? Yeah. I think sideshows playing with the words, now they've done this a few times okay. where people have become a bit confused as to exactly what it means. But uh, oh, you're right. yeah, I didn't pull. Hmm. I didn't pull the trigger on this one. I okay. just 
you know, with the, the, the price of these guys or gals in this case, and, you know, they're now shipping directly from China for international, which is uh, UPS, which has put the price up. It's, uh, it's an awful lot of money and I just don't have any great, uh, I guess, affinity for the character. I think Wonder Woman's rogues gallery in general is pretty lame. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about Egg Fu? Yeah, well, yeah, except, <laughs> you know, except for. Um, but, you I know, can't wait for the Egg Fu premium format strategy. <laughs> And, look, I stop and go, the reason why we probably haven't had an Ares is because the sheer amount of sculpting effort that would have to go into it, uh, and that puts the price, you know, up even further. Uh, I mean, this is the sort of one that, yeah, I'd love to add it to my collection uh, just because DC, uh, the DC line is really, really nice, but I think I'll just keep an eye out for some sort of deal somewhere, I think. But would you want classic Eggfu or modern Eggfu? Uh, I'd go for the scramble. <laughs> Yeah, when they took his little um, mo away, that you know that that just kind of killed it for me. <laughs> yeah, and the sad. I don't know if that was the new fifty two version or the one where he's got like the, you know, bionic leg kind of things, and they just. Really... I think it was yeah, like the actual fifty two, not new fifty two. But oh, that's right, it was fifty two. Yeah, Can you imagine how much that would be. Be like you know. Yeah, a billion. Bloody dollars. huge. Yeah. <laughs> I was hanging out from my egg foo, you know, collect and connect. Never happened. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still I, think they should do a Mr. Mime premium format that's just a really big base and then <laughs> tiny little. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I think I, I, I do have a fair bit of Super Friends nostalgia, I have to say. That was really my introduction to these characters as a kitten. I was, a, I was such a fan of that show that I like wasted three or four rolls of film Mm -hmm. trying to take photos of the opening title sequence of that show, which of course Mm. didn't really, (laughs) didn't really turn out. My, my parents recently um, went through like all their photos and sent all this stuff that, you know, 90% of it I really didn't want. Um, but then just random stuff. Cause my parents are these terrible pack rats that can not, they can't throw anything away that has anything to do with us. And even stuff that I'm like, please get rid of it. No, I don't want that. Like they still like, well, we'll just send it to you and then you can decide what to do with it. I'm like, Oh my God. So, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I've been through all these photos and there's some real gold in there, like kind of random, you know, th- like photos I took of our pets that we had when we were growing up, which is actually really great to have because, like, oh, my gosh, that's the cat I told you guys about all the time. But then mm-hmm. I found all my failed photos of the Super Friends title sequence. Um, <laughs> tragic. Anyway, so mostly Aquaman. But, uh, yeah, so I think that if they didn't have the exclusive – if they didn't have that exclusive portrait, I probably could have let this one go. But with mm. that there, I was like, oh, I can't do it. and uh the other thing i can't do is any more news because it's all gone and uh i think we're going to move on now and hand over to our good friend john for the latest installment of everybody's favorite podcast game name that Of the class. My name is-
Greetings, Gothamites. Hey, it's John. I'm back with another installment and name that everybody's favorite podcast game. And, you know, we do this by playing a sound and you guess it. We'll get right to business. I'm going to play last week's sound right here. See, there's a neat jumpsuit and helmet. I like your long hair. This car's got great lines. But what does it do? Guess what? It does a wheelie and a jump. And this one kind of stumped you guys. Um, Hellbot and Calsware were debating on this because they recognized that the sound in the background sounds like an Evil Knievel stunt cycle, but Evil Knievel wasn't for girls or had flowing hair. So what exactly was going on here? This is a dairy daring figure. Um, obviously, they were trying to uh, capture that Evil Knievel spirit for girls and make a daredevil. But instead of a motorcycle, they decided to give her a dune buggy-like vehicle that she could jump over stuff and do wheelies and things with. So, um, same idea. Um, looks like it was just marketed towards girls, and uh, I don't know how that turned out for him, because um, I think Evil Knievel, you know, had some uh, some star power with him that, that this one didn't quite have. So, anyway, neat little thing. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. And, you know, maybe you guys will enjoy this one maybe a little more. And because Eddie shakes his head in rage when I don't play it twice, here it is again. All new, all action, all yours from the world of Pete sold separately. Welcome to my world. Well, do you have the, the, the knowledge to guess what that one is? You might. You might just have it. And if you do, you come over to AFB Forum. It's AFBforum.com and you go and find the name that thread and you make your guess once you make your guess you know if you get it right you get a forum point and if you get enough forum points you get i think you get uh mentos all signed by the afb cast except for me because shipping mentos back and forth you know from australia to the states back to the states you know it's just it's just complicated so um instead uh they're they're gonna inkjet print uh my face on a mento at least that's what they told me i doubt that they'll do it but they might i don't know you know, they are the fresh maker, so. Anyway, if that's just too difficult, but you still want to get those Mentos, you know where you go? You go over to tpmfilmtoys.com, and I've re-been doing the picture versions again, putting up new ones. So you go over there, you take a look at the pictures, you still go back to the AFB forum, you can make your guess, still get points, and you know what? You get the satisfaction of knowing that maybe you're smarter than some of your toy brethren out there. If that's the kind of thing that you like to know. Anyway, until next time, this is John saying. What you got there? It's Derry Daring in her wheelie car. Let's see. There's a neat jumpsuit and helmet. I like her long hair. This car's got great lines. But what does it do? Guess what? It does a wheelie and a jump. Are you sure this is a girl's toy? Derry Daring and her wheelie car from Ideal. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. And these might be new releases, or we might talk about a favourite or bizarre item from our collection. But this is a new one, and Scott's going to tell you all about it.
<laughs> Thank you very much. It is brand new, and it is the latest Batman classic maquette from Tweeterhead, uh, or I, sh- I should say Batman series, and this is Two-Face. So um, back a number of episodes ago, I reviewed, I uh, did a toy of the week on the first of the statues in this Batman classic maquette line, which was Penguin, um, which I really, really liked. And I think that was episode 199. Oh, there you go. Just before 200. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I, I just checked that. I didn't know that in my head. Just so you know. <laughs> And uh, now I've got Two-Face. This is actually the third in this series. The second one is the Kathy Kane Batwoman, which I haven't picked up yet, um, but uh, do intend to uh, get when I can get it on sale. Because um, it is cool. But these are these are not cheap uh, pieces here in Australia. And, uh, so maybe that one I'll wait until I can save a bit cause it's not necessary. I'd be buying it just to kind of complete the collection, not because I really love the character. Uh, but the penguin and two face are ones I'm just really love having because, uh, I haven't had statues of either of those characters before and to get them in, um, their really classic versions, I think is exciting. Mm. Um, so this is a 2016 release and acquisition. This is uh, from Tweeterhead, which is a company that um, has been doing a lot in the Batman TV series, the 66 series uh, space. They've got some great uh, maquettes from that line. And then they've launched this classic line as well um, with Batman and Robin. Uh, I think they've been solicited, um, but not, out yet, but I'm really looking forward um, to those. And these pieces all have uh, adjoining bases that are kind of like a rooftop theme, as often happens with the Batman characters. So they can fit together uh, flexibly, which is really cool. And all of the pieces that have come out so far have been sculpted by Mike Cusinelli, um, who is just doing a fantastic job um, with these. The detail is just awesome. Um, this one's 14 inches tall and that is including the base. And this is the truly classic, uh, orange and purple two face man. His tailors must, you know, hopefully they get paid a lot. (laughs) That'd be such a pain. (laughs) Like, Oh, not that guy again. (laughs) Uh, so, you know, this is back when two face, um, what was the original kind of two face story when he had the green, um, stuff happening. I'm not. Can't say I know a lot about his oh, origins. I could never understand why he was green uh, when I was a kid. Yeah, I was, it was still the same origin for him. What did he got burned mm. or what? The, the acid, acid yeah. in the the acid. Thing. Okay, radio. It was yeah. just mm. science knowledge back then, wasn't as science knowledge. Yeah. I mean, get, you get burned, you did, turn green. This was the guy who also breathed in hard water and was able to run fast. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, sulfuric acid, according to the PDA of Wiki. Um, Sulfuric Hmm. acid, disfigured with, and uh, then also turned his body half orange and half green, apparently. Um, (laughs) uh, Purple, hello. Um, The the sculpting on this is just lovely, and there is a photo album of this up at our Facebook page if you'd like to um, have a look. Uh, I I like that the classic, these classic um, maquettes have a real 
kind of Silver Age comic-y feel to them in terms of just the yeah. way that they're drawn in a sense, like, you know, like quite um, hard sort of lines and accentuated, you know, facial expressions and that sort of thing. So it's very um, loyal to the source material in that sense. And uh, there's some really nice elements to the sculpting here um, on the, the orange side of his uh, suit, um, the drapery is uh, really nicely done. Um, the he's actually he's got his coin in his right hand, ready to flip, and then he's also reaching um, his left hand into uh, his breast pocket, uh, but to pull out a gun. Um, and uh, it's the the detail in the sculpting is just fantastic. Um, I'm always amazed by sculptor's ability to kind of show things happening underneath the surface. I think that must be so hard to uh, work out how to um, sculpt that when it, you know, it's not just, okay, I've got to make an outline of this figure, but oh, there's things happening underneath. Um, and uh, he's done just a, a fantastic job with that. Um, the, the detail on the sculpt of the head, particularly on the, um, burnt the, the acid side is just amazing. Um, like, you know, really detailed. Uh, I think Mike Cusinelli is a, still a, a hand sculptor, not a digital sculptor. Um, I could be wrong there, but the, these, I think, you know, look like they've got that real, um, like he's just had a ball actually, um, creating this. Um, one thing I didn't mention, um, in terms of these, these pieces is that they aren't actually numbered. Um, something that I noticed with Penguin as well, which I'm a bit, a bit surprised. And I think that, um, you know, I, I know on one level it doesn't matter. Um, but to me, I really like that kind of, you know, that feel like, Oh, I've got this number out of this number, etc. And I, I, I wish it was something that Twitter had did do. I think that would be quite cool. Um, the, the packaging for this, I'm, I'm not following our usual, structure here i'm just talking uh, but the packaging for this i really love this is it's got that kind of real feel of a silver age comic with the um the and the front of the boxes are actually designed in that way so that they look like the front of a you know they, they look like the cover of a comic book um and the the colors are um bold and uh very um the the text on the box is very much like that that kind of you know silver age batman um sort of look and then some nice you know uh, just a nice photo of the piece really really nicely done with the normal kind of styrofoam um inserts uh the back to the the sculpt the purple side um which has got a um, like a check through it, a black check through it. Um, that's all sculpted and it looks fantastic. Like it really, um, adds a lot of texture, um, to the piece, uh, because it's been done by hand, not just, um, not just painted. Um, you know, really, really lovely. Um, the paintwork on this is overall really good. The, the, the paint choices, again, I think, um, work really well for the era that it's trying to evoke. It's pretty flat. Um, you know, that the orange is kind of a pastel-y um, 
orange, um, and the purple has got a bit of a um, bit of a shine to it, so you get a bit of a, some depth there. Uh, and the again with the uh, face, the flesh side, um, you know, is really nicely done with fantastic detail, and then the um, scary side is uh, just amazing. That the the paintwork that's been done over that really complex sculpt is fantastic. Um, the, the, there is a tiny little bit of paint issue just in the join from uh, his shirt to the inside of the um, the orange side of the suit because it's raised because he's reaching in um, for the gun. A, a hard thing to paint. I think they've done a pretty admirable job there, but it isn't 100%. Um, but you, you see some lovely details in the paintwork there as well on his belt they've used a bit of metallic paint for the buckle um beautiful really nicely done um i I put a photo in the photo album on facebook of the two-faced statue next to the penguin statue so that you could see um them together both in terms of how it works scale wise but also how the um bases uh join together they are are those trapezoids where are they one two three <laughs> yeah that, that'd be pretty good yeah i think they are so yeah, they're trapezoidal. yep and uh the so and from what i've seen of the other pieces um they're kind of designed so that you can join them together but you they you, they don't have to go in a certain order um the uh so i could put pink one on either side um of two face and make that work and I can see that Batwoman, you know, would work that that's, way as well. That's brilliant. I'm really, really impressed because I'm looking at the two of them and I can just see, you know, other characters alongside. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why, uh, you know, Sideshow, for example, doesn't do more of this sort of stuff. Like, you know, after our, our, our huge complaints of the, the Wolverine base, I just see something this simple and it just works so well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's because it's the kind of thing that if you'd only had this, the the one piece it would still look fantastic, but then when you add them together, um, you know it really is kind of building something, and it's also mm. Then mm. space friendly, and um, you know that is something as I amass like my sideshow DC collection where like I want to display them together because you know I'm building the Justice League kind of thing, um, and uh, you know I suppose it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like some people wouldn't like it if the bases were. Um, not as ornate and big as they are, um, but I, I think for this, this is this is perfect. It means that you know you've got. I mean, there's five so far um, that have been solicited in this line. The three that are already out, and then Batman and Robin coming, and they're all on this same kind of theme. So you could you know kind of uh, build something really quite nice that that look great together. And I can't wait to um, get the rest. Uh, I was really pleased to see that. These have been carried by Zing here in Australia, so um, you know it's the sort of thing that, even though it is more of a classic, uh, uh, you know, uh, inspired line um, that they've picked up and have got in store. And I actually, um, I didn't the, the Penguin back in the day. I had pre-ordered through Sideshow, um, but with the increasing death of the Australian dollar compared to the American dollar, I, you know, I'm not, I'm trying not to do as much overseas as I can, just kind of wait and see. And these just suddenly popped up at Zing, and I could see that, you know, 
the, their, in their kind of model with some of these things, every store just gets one. And uh, I'd seen them around and thought, oh, I must look into that. And then by the time I actually looked into it, they were ne- in Melbourne. I think there was only one store that still had one left. So that's great that, you know, they've, they've done well. And uh, 10 out of 10 from me for this, I just love it. It is so great to have Two-Face and uh, Penguin in my collection. Thank you, Tweenerhead, and can't wait for the rest. Hooray. Very nice. I I like that people are still doing, you know, not only the vintage costumes but the the vintage look and feel. It's got sort of a a real Dick Sprang kind of feel to it, which is great. And when you look at the bat, when you look at the Batman and Robin that are coming, that is all spring. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. They just, they just absolutely. look fantastic. So I cannot wait for those. Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up the toy of the week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about all the new loot that we've added to our collections this week. In trouble! Scramble the storm eagle! Storm Eagle has a hidden water cannon that shoots up to 20 feet, but the Cobra Liquidator's making a splash, and the Parasite's launching catapult missiles. Mobilize the Patriot! It's the G.I. Joe Patriot with a huge mortar cannon that really fires! G.I. Joe Patriot, Storm Eagle, Cobra, Parasite, and Liquidator sold separately. I found the Barracuda! But do stop! So glad you could join us! Well, we are all here because uh, we collect, and Feeding the Addiction is where we talk about what we have collected uh, or pre-ordered, etc., since last we were on the show. And, Eddie, um, y- you seem to be the ongoing champion of collecting at the moment. Um, so <laughs> take it away and put the rest of us to shame before we even get to talk. <laughs> I buy all the cheap stuff. Uh, so I finally had my Marvel Legends X-Men uh, wave come in, which uh, seems to have taken a bit of time, which I'm sure <laughs> and Ben might mention. Uh, but then on the flip side of that, I also got my Doctor Strange Marvel Legends wave uh, in, which have only just started hitting in some spots. I was not expecting it uh, this soon, but it came the very next day after my X-Men yeah. uh, wave. So from one side of the coin to the other. Um <laughs> Uh, also picked up a quote-unquote Marvel Legend that I've been after for quite some time but didn't want to pay crazy high prices on, but uh, I've had a save search going for it. Uh, but then someone popped up in one of the Facebook groups uh, selling one, so I finally picked up a Hulk classic Smart Hulk from the uh, Peter David Pantheon run. Nice. And, yeah, I was happy to get that. I've been wanting to get it for ages. I never found it at retail here in Australia when... They were originally out, and some of that yeah. line just goes for big bucks, which yeah, I there are lots of plastic, but yeah, I don't know if it's <laughs> worth spending that on. So yeah, I was happy to pick it up for just a couple of bucks here, and locally means uh, less shipped. Uh, also, been picking up a few DC things as well. So continuing my multiverse buying, I've had uh, the Suicide Squad, Joker, and harley in her property of the joker jacket uh one's come in i finally got my doomed superman and the supergirl from the cw uh tv show so i'm two parts away from completing the new 52 doomsday Uh, but they're doing that annoying thing where the middle uh chess piece is the last piece they're going to release so you end up with all these parts on the table but 
Mm. Not a real way of collecting it through, which I hate when they do it over multiple waves when they don't even allow you to start connecting pieces together to begin with. Just release mm. half the figure in one wave, half the ones in others, and let, let do some connecting. Uh, had the DC Collectibles icon uh, Joker uh, come through, as well as the Greg Puppy Kapulu uh, designer wave, so the Endgame Joker and the Kapulu version of the Flash, and also had my Filmation Master of the Universe Classics uh, come in, which was Beastman and the subscription-exclusive uh, Evil Seed. Uh, and that's I haven't talked much about that, but that Filmation line has actually been really good for... Uh, something where they're actually removing details in the skull. They're actually uh, really looking like they stepped off the screen from that Filmation series. They're doing very nice balancing work over there. Huh. Hmm. Very good. And uh, Ben, what about your good self? Uh, I also uh, I managed to pip Eddie by about two days getting my Marvel Legends X-Men series, so the Juggernaut series. Done and dusted, and I also got my Sideshow Sabretooth Classic Premium Format statue. Oh, very nice. Mm. Um, as did I. Um, I have Excellent. Not, yeah, I haven't actually had a chance to open mine yet because I was away this week, so I just picked it up today. Um, he has lots of long, thin, pointy things. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> I'll be careful. Um, and I also, of course, got my... Um, Two Face. I got the Kodo Bikia Artifacts uh, New 52 Joker, so the one in the same scale as the rest of the ones that I've got. And uh, I also got a box of Marvel Legends goodness from our good friend Adam, who um, is selling bits of his uh, collection. And there's some builder figures that I've never had complete, like Giant Man, uh, etc., that I was able to get from him. And so it was very happy days today, mm. um, kind of unpacking those. And thank you, Adam. And uh, oh, something else. Oh, and I got the um, Abomination and Space Venom waves of Marvel Legends, um, which I, I don't necessarily – I didn't necessarily want all of the figures in those lines, but I wanted enough of them that I thought, well, I'm just going to buy them as sets and then I can sell the Builder figures and yeah. the ones I don't want and probably, you know, come out okay. So, but yeah. I opened them. I, I, I had a big um, action figure opening party today. And because uh, I've, I've had my X-Men for ages, but I haven't um, opened them because I was waiting to review them with you guys. And uh, so while I was at it, I opened all three waves at once, plus my um, <laughs> Hawkeye three pack and, then sat in a big pile of cardboard and was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I had the same thing between the X-Men and the Doctor Strange yeah. wave. I was opening them all up at once and, yeah, I was swimming through cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually quite fun because I had um, – I was sitting on the floor of, like, our activity room with them spread out and then uh, my – uh, wife and youngest offspring came home and so they were both sitting there chatting away to me while I was opening them so it wasn't as lonely as it could have been and uh, when we got to the X-Men I was able to because um, my uh, better half knows the X-Men 
movie characters. So I was mm. able to kind of natter away to her a little bit about it, and she tolerated it, which was very kind of her. <laughs> yeah. This is the one from True Blood. And this <laughs> is Van she wouldn't know what that is, good grief. This <laughs> is the guy from Animorphs. No, I can say to her, this is Jean, and this is what she looked like in the comics. And she's like, oh, okay, I get that. Um, when we got mm-hmm. to her, like, this is Kitty. She was like, now, is that the one that screams or the ones that walks through walls? Like, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she tried. It was very cute. <laughs> And uh, next, we're going to try and make it through all of these X-Men legends. Okay, we'll be right back. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified. Mutants apprehended. Want to mix it up, big boy? My adamantine claws will get rolled back. I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arm. Now, sentinel, you will be defeated. Sentinel Robot Playset and X-Men action figures, each sold separately. Well, now it's time for our discussion topic, and the toy breakdown segments are uh, when two or more of us have purchased the same thing at the same time. We uh, talk about them in a little bit more detail than Toy of the Week. And uh, when I say at the same time, here I'm stretching it a bit because I've had my Uh. um, Hasbro... Uh, Marvel Legends Juggernaut Wave for like a long time, um, but I had to wait for these two. <laughs> you do, you do go on. <laughs> hey, how nice of I! I didn't open mine until <laughs> you got yours. <laughs> Slash time poor and didn't have time to open them before then. Anyway, but still. <laughs> but now we've all got them and we've all opened them. And Eddie and I have both put our photos up on the Facebook page, um, so you can have a look and what we're going to do is just run through each of the figures leading up to the builder figure um we'll each take the lead on one of the figures and then the others will chime in as they go and uh generally packaging first of all it's the marvel legends packaging anything else we want to say about it uh they've got the new yellow color added in these ones which i think it's it's nice to see a bit of a change up from the constant colors we've been seeing yep Mm. It's a yellowy bronze. Yeah, I actually find that they're actually quite hard to open. Uh, yeah. The Star Wars black, because of the square shape, you, you you open them at the top of the bottom and the tray tends to slide out fairly easily. But with these coming from the side and that awkward, not quite square shape, it's um, I end up sort of destroying them. Yeah, uh, see, I've got a, I think I've got it down. There's a little tape <laughs> on the side that you cut the tape on and then that kind of opens up and then I've been able to fairly much just slide them out mm. from the side. Obviously, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, it's not working for me. Well, because I was doing my production line thing today and because I knew I wasn't going to try and keep any of these boxes, I had a little knife with me and I just did slit, slit on each side and then destroy. <laughs> so, you know, it, was, it was not about uh, precision today. It was about speed. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so, Eddie, kick us off uh, with uh, the lovely uh, Jean Grey. Yeah, so for first one, we've got Jean Grey here. Uh, she's basic, the kind of basic female buck. I think she uses the silk uh, chest piece. Uh, her head's the um, 90s Jean Grey, just with the different face sculpts, I think, in there. Uh, I don't have the Medusa set, but uh, was, is this the Medusa head sculpt they've I used? I think so. No, it's not as much as Medusa. 
one, so there might be a new head in uh, with the reuse of the hair piece, but she's probably the most basic. She comes with the juggernaut chest piece, which was right up against between the cardboard and the plastic. There was no breathing room between uh, that and the box, but uh, I think this one's probably most people's like least excited about one for the wave, would you say? Correct. <laughs> I I would love to know um what the story is with the hair because it feels like when when you have a look at it that there's a bit of a join on the right hand side where you can really tell it's been glued onto the head. Um yes. like it, yeah, and it just it's kind of funky looking. It's taken me a long time to actually find a workable pose with this figure that doesn't look weird. Yeah, this is that new thing that Hasbro are doing where the, the the head and the hair are two separate pieces, so they're effectively extending the ability to, to reuse stuff um, by switching them in and out. But I I just find this figure quite bland. I don't like this skinny buck. Uh, I think the skinny buck you know, needs to be retired. I'm, I'm, I'm quite a fan of that sort of uh, moonstone-type buck. Um, but... I don't know. She's even got a really bland expression on her face. Like she's, yeah. you know, she looks like she's smelt something she doesn't like and she's offended by it or something. It's, um, it's a really boring figure. I don't I'm, I'm also not a big fan of sort of the autumn color lipstick they're giving her. <laughs> this run too. It just doesn't. Sorry, the what? It's a very, it's very in the autumn palette, like the dark brownie kind of lipstick. Something very like mid nineties fashionable. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, the, uh, the other thing that's really funky, if you turn her to the side, um, the her the skinny neck and head, like, yeah. just the profile of this is really horrible. Mm, the, mm. Now, I mean, look, I have to say, the, the Hasbro um, female car- uh, figures are so 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 much better than the, the you know back from the Toy Biz days. Um, that you know, it's we're 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 being. Um, picky. Um, we're spoiled. And, yeah, we're spoiled for sure. And you know, they they actually look like women, um, and the the their faces are so much uh, more attractive than the toy biz um, ladies. Like, but the, it but just, of the toy biz ones, I actually think Jean Grey was one of the better ones. The, oh, the original. True. This is a bad example, but I mean, like, hello, X23, anyone? You know, mm. like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, there's, yeah. There's some... Most of them were, I think, horrible. Um, yeah. The, yeah, Hasbro has done a much better job with the female characters, but the, I think this is one where the hair, this new thing that you mentioned with um, the hair being a separate piece, has not done this figure any favors because it doesn't feel like the hair has really been sculpted for this buck. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just awkward. Um, if I was displaying these, this is one I think that would need to be on a flight stand to work. Um, I think if you, you can on a flight stand, you could get some kind of poses that actually make this figure look okay. Um, yeah, well, yeah. mine mine's definitely not standing up because my one actually came uh, with one of the feet not attached. Uh, to her uh, legs, so oh. she's got the actual like ankle pivot joint. It's kind of interesting because now I can see how it sort of works on the <laughs> inside. But it's got like a ankle pivot joint coming to a T bar, and that T bar has a spot that it's meant to go in in um, sort of the circle part of her foot joint, and that just it lightly fits in, but lightly the slightest fits touch. In. And it's, 
falls out. I like that. Uh, lightly fits in. Yeah. Just mm. it, light, it lightly sits in there, and then, but nothing's actually holding it in any movement. It's out there, and you can't uh, move the actual uh, ankle joint with it or that at all, uh, which is a shame. So, luckily, there was this uh, happened with the figure of the wave that seems to be the peg warmer, uh, and they had a bit of a sale on her on Amazon this morning. Uh, so I was able to pick her up for fifteen bucks and get a replacement. How much, shipping, so, how much shipping from Amazon? Uh, I think it was another ten, so I think it came to like twenty-five. Oh wow! Well, okay, all right, cool. I, I haven't really um, done toys on Amazon. I don't must kind of check that out. It mm. it varies greatly. Like yeah. I wouldn't be using it for picking up any sets or that, but sometimes you can keep an eye out and find. Uh, uh, bits and bob, but not too bad prices if you're just after one or two sort of figures. Coolio, mm. coolio. Any any final words about the Phoenix? Yeah, she won't be replacing my Jim Lee one for now. It's the the one I've got on display. So uh, yeah, I mean I can understand the Jim Lee one's quite hard to get, and then your only other option is the Toy Biz one. But I don't know that this is a, a character people were screaming for. Nope. I, I, look, I, I I really don't mind this figure. I know we've just been kind of rubbishing it, but I think as a universe builder-y type figure, um, yeah, it's cool. I would have I, liked a base or some accessories or something. But. Yeah, I think part of the thing she's probably going to suffer from here is that uh, without playing the hand too much, it's a fairly solid wave of figures. And, oh, yeah. You know, if it, had she had to been in say like the um jubilee wave she might have been considered one of the better figures but uh here she's towards the lower end and i think that says a lot about the wave yeah (laughs) that that she's kind of oh um and so moving on my first one i'm leading the way with is iceman and uh translucent figure lovers rejoice um mm-hmm. you know, I'm not normally a big fan of those, but this I just I love this figure. Um I think that it's great uh to get an Iceman, first of all, that is I mean he is definitely a modern Iceman because we've got the hair, the kind of the more spiky um uh you know, appearance, etc. And, uh, you know, he's not your, he's not your, um, daddy's ice man. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but you know, compared to the, you know, if you've got the original, um, one, uh, that was, you know, very much the faithful, almost, you know, the faithful kind of, um, what am I trying to say? Spider-Man and his amazing friends, ice man, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, you know, this is, um, quite good fun. Uh, the and, and I I really like the translucent effects here, um, gentlemen. Thoughts? Well, I've recently been undergoing a rearrangement of my Marvel Legends and spreading them over a second bookshelf to give them some breathing room. And uh, I've actually taken the opportunity to fix some uh, warm, warped limbs along the way uh, and. Uh, the one thing I haven't been able to address, though, is wobbly joints. And I have to say my original Iceman is probably the worst figure I own for loose joints. Like huh. he, uh, okay. yep. He's constantly a source of a, a figure lanch, so he's had to go to the front <laughs> of the X-Men display because he just keeps taking out everybody in front of him. 
so I was actually quite excited to get this figure. I'm, <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with the, the updated Iceman. I like the idea of the, the spiky kind of appearance. But um, sure enough, when I got him out of the packet, he's got really loose joints. He's oh, really? very, his mine's yeah. very wobbly, particularly in the, the hips. Oh, okay. So, yeah, mine. mine. Mine's not. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Your mileage may But other than that, I, I think he looks sensational. I'm, I'm quite impressed. I would have liked some, uh, some effects. Uh, yeah, to go with yeah it. for sure. So, I mean, you get an arm for Juggernaut and that's it. Uh, and I think I've been spoiled by some of the other figures we're going to talk about. So I was really hoping we would get some, some you know, various ice effects uh, to go with it, but not to be. Got his ice backpack that you can take <laughs> off and yeah, it's put oh, on does, someone else. Does that come off? Oh, yeah, it comes it off. off. I was too. I didn't want to. I hadn't had a really good play with it, but okay. I kind of like. Yeah, I, I like the the ice backpack thing. I think that's really cool. Um, I was a bit surprised by the bare feet. Is that what he is in the comics now? Like he doesn't yeah. wear shoes? No, no, he's all he's all ice. Okay, there you go. It's, um, ice. I'm actually amazed at how much new sculpting they have gotten in on this buck because it's sort of it's this pizza spidey buck, um, but uh, I could see them using some of these pieces for like aioli or mm. uh, you know reptilian type of guys or. Um, uh, sorry, ones, yeah. sorry. Who's Aeoli? Is that is that the, <laughs> the t- teammate of mayonnaise? Aeoli, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anoli. Yeah, because I I, yeah. I had a cheeseburger on a brioche bun with Aeoli today. I didn't know that was. I didn't realize I was eating an X Man. Right with That's Linguini, a... the Italian X Man. <laughs> um, yeah. Now that you mention it, Eddie, the both the forearms, the hands, and the lower legs are all new. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I think this is even really the fun. human torch maybe could be good. Yeah, and even mm, just the way mm. that like they, uh, you know, his eyes have have been painted white so that they still stand out even though it's translucent. I just I I really love this figure. I think this is so fun. I I do. I would have liked you know as Ben said some effects, um, but I think you know this is th- this is a wave of eight characters so, figures. So yeah. I, I'd say that that's where we've lost a little bit of the kind of pack-ins, except for Deadpool. But Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's been spent <laughs> on someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about uh, about Iceman? All right, Ben, take us away. Uh, in moving on to a uh, character some of you may or, or may not know, come across once or twice in the past, uh, we have a, a fellow called Wolverine. And, uh, Are you sure it's not Wolverine? You, I, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit obscure. But, you know. Well, mm-hmm. say it like the enthusiastic Americans with their Wolverine. Wolverine. Um, yeah. If you listen to the premium format breakdown that Scott and I did a few weeks ago, you'd know that this is uh, our preferred version of Wolverine, the brown and orange costume, and it has been a long time since we saw this costume. I think it was – I think actually most of this wave is almost like a reissue of Wave 6 – uh, mm. Marvel Legends, if you think about it. So, um, but anyway, this uh, from what I can tell, this is actually a whole new buck. Yep. I um, I have not been able to. Uh, yeah. So I think you know, it's nice to know Wolverine gets something new. And the good thing is they've they've taken the the height thing into consideration, and uh, they seem to be getting a little bit better in terms of uh, sizing up figures. Um, 
I think uh, in the past, you know, they've been a bit hit and miss. Um, so anyway, yep, this is Brown Soup Wolverine, and he comes with the uh, the head of Juggernaut, and he comes with a couple of swap out hands. Uh, interestingly, the swap out hands are uh, clawless hands. They look like he's got his claws retracted, but. Uh, don't know about you guys, but I found out quite quickly that the uh, claws are actually removable anyway. So, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they actually come out, so you've got to be very careful. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah, very careful. Um, what I like about this, other than the new buck, uh, I like the fact that this is traditional Wolverine. I like the fact that we have the, uh, the little, um, I guess, exit holes where his claws come out in the top of his hands. They're even painted silver. Uh, so this is, you know, through and through this classic, none of this uh, Hollywood coming out between the knuckles rubbish. Um, uh, this is uh, uh, an Sorry, absolute, Hugh. you know, <laughs> this is a great tribute to, to this costume. Um, so, look, I think the buck works really well. I'm a huge fan of this new uh, shoulder articulation where you can actually bring, uh, you know, sort of the deltoid section um, around towards the chest, it really allows you to get some really neat poses with his kind of uh, his arms crossing over each other with the claws. It's uh, a really good figure, like with yeah. the double jointed elbows, double jointed knees, ankle rockers. Uh, I mean, there's really you know uh, not much to um, dislike except the bloody paint job. Oh, oh. there's some uh, some dodgy stuff going on here. I think we've got some orange painted over brown and brown painted over orange. And uh, it looks like his lower legs are cast in orange plastic, whereas the top half is cast in the brown. So we've got orange painted over the brown, which is not working in a couple of places. Um, yeah, I think he could have uh, slightly better paint apps than what he ended up with. Yeah, I I agree. Mine's definitely not perfect, uh-huh. but I think a lot of it does come down to the muddying of the colors by the whole cast, you know, what color it's cast in as opposed to what it's painted over thing. Cause I don't think it's the application that's really um, bad. It's just the, uh, I suppose with these sort of colors, when they're so close together anyway, like the flesh color, the orange color, etc., then you add mm-hmm. in that, that just kind of tone um, disparity because of the casting. And yeah, it does definitely make it a <clears throat> bit muddy. Uh, what's with this new ratchet joint in the uh, in the ab joint? He, he ratchets. Yeah. There have been a few coming with uh, yeah. I think it's just to stop the looseness that I'd rather happens. have that than the wobble ab. Yeah. Because mm, I've, I've had quite a few Marvel Legends lately where they're like, you know, they really need to work on their core strength. They can barely mm. kind of hold their heads and, up. <laughs> And can depend guys... on the ratchet that they put in, though. If the ratchet's gaps are too far apart, it can be annoying because it means you only get certain poses. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. But um, generally, yeah, I prefer a ratchet joint over a loose one. Mm. And uh, do you guys have straight claws? Uh, um... I Mine are, but because the the way they go in, I constantly need to readjust them. Mm. If that makes sense. Like it's more the actual pivot of the joint that's holding them in than the claws themselves being bent. Mine are pretty straight. Yeah, yeah mine are pretty straight. Mm. I have had to fiddle a little bit. But now that I know they come mm. out, I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't want to lose them. 
Don't be bad. Yeah, I might have to do a bit of a hot water trick and see if they just naturally straighten up a bit. So, other than that. Hmm. I do love his belts. He's got a great detail on the belt. Yeah, you can actually see the sewing marks. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. boots, they're probably the best Wolverine boots we've gotten. Absolutely. I think, you know, this is the, the brown and orange costume. There's no kind of uh, sort of artist, um, you know, interpretation where they've added bits and pieces like we talked about with the premium format statue. This is just, you know, through and through the brown and orange costume. And uh, I think to what, Series 6 was a long time ago. So um, this is the first orange, brown Wolverine since then. Well. Uh, and given that he's actually dead, um, you know, the fact that X-Men are still getting some, some love, which is great. That's very good, yeah. Cool. Well, that's uh, round one. So we're back to Eddie now with Cable. Yep. So uh, going from classic costumes to slightly more obscure uh, costume choices, we have Cable here. Uh, so he's wearing the outfit he wore. Forget the name of the storyline, but it was a four-part miniseries right before ABX. Ex- Sanction. There we are. So by Jeff Loeb and uh, Ed McGuinness. Uh, it's also very similar to the outfit that he wore in the Deadpool video game that came out uh, around the same time. I'm not too sure which one came first, but uh, they're both very close to one another. And it's a very sort of future military tech outfit but it's not overly classic cable in terms of pouches and bits and bob uh everywhere probably enough to keep rob Lyfield happy yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but he's great he's for the most part appears to be new buck except his parts of his lower body are from the nuke uh that we talked about earlier in the year and i think they're new arms but his right arm might be from somewhere mm. else. I but, thought his uh, right arm might have been from Nuke, actually. That, I mm. thought Nuke had my Nuke's away on another room, so I haven't been able to compare them. Well, Could be. Mine's right here, and it looks pretty similar. Mm. Okay, so Besides might share the, the, not the, the... Not the hand, but the arm. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. well. I don't know that Nuke actually has the um, greaves on his shins, does he? Is that an added... No, that that part is new. So um, it's uh, once again, I don't have Nuke to compare it to, but these greaves are just glued on over the boot yeah. buck. So it might be that whole lower part's new, or it could just be the section where they've glued these guys uh, onto. But it is a great uh, reuse of that buck, and definitely a fitting character. But the new pieces are some very nice sculpting. I like the bullet damage on the uh, foot greaves and his uh, chest plate armor. Uh, the head sculpt is just really cool and definitely takes from that Ed McGuinness uh, yeah, sort of big yeah. chin uh, design in on there and definitely some robotic detail running through. So even though it's not his iconic outfit, you know this is Cable off the bat. Um, and I think too. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I just I've got my nuke here and uh, I can see definitely it's the same legs, but then those greaves are added on because um, mm. it's even the same um, pouches on the sides of his. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the side pouches are the same. Okay. Hmm, well, very clever idea. Just very you know, good. That yeah. Little, uh, yeah. I think this figure um, 
you know, despite all the posing, he still ends up looking best just kind of standing to attention sentinel, like straight up, you know, with some, some guns in his hand. Mm. Um, I, I really out. like this figure, which I was not kind of expecting to. Uh, you know, to me, yeah. that, this was kind of one of the ho-hums for me um, leading up to it. But actually, the more that I, I – I quite like the head sculpt, actually. I think it's um, it's really mm. nicely done. So he was one of the guys I was looking – I mean, obviously, I'm a Deadpool guy, so I have a fondness for Liefeld and 90s characters. So I always have a soft spot for Cable. It's a bit weird looking at the bullet holes in or the bullet marks in the greaves and also that new chest piece, that that sort of armour piece. Um, But there's no highlighting of any description. Like you'd think if this guy was a a weathered, time-travelling warrior, he'd be a lot more sort of beaten to hell and dirty. But I think that chest piece could have really done with some uh, a bit more of a wash over the brown parts to dirty it up a bit. And uh, you know maybe some you know a different colour in those bullet holes just to sort of give it that that you know battle worn look. Yeah, sort of that laser scarring or that that they do on stormtroopers or yeah, something yeah, there to add pieces. Like my um my disappointment with this guy kind of comes with the weapons that they've given him. Yeah. Uh, so these are just uh, re. Uses of the guns that came with the forge in the old Hasbro oh, uh, two packs that came okay. with Wolverine, yep. and um, the bigger gun was also reused with Hope uh, at the beginning of this relaunch of Marvel Legends. Uh, and there's just something when Hasbro do these '90s guns, they just come across a bit flat and bland to me. They when I remember those sort of 90s guns and that, that cable would carry around, they'd be big, thick and chunky and <clears throat> a million different blast holes coming through and uh, just a few barrels and really thick pieces, which they do have ones that kind of work for it. Like I was playing around with the Destroyer gun that Colson used that came in the Guardians pack with the blue yeah. dot that seemed to work well or that weird sci-fi Tommy gun uh, that the chameleon had seems to work well uh, in pieces. I've actually, um, I've actually got him with Deadpool's gun, which we can talk a bit about later. I, I sort of see Deadpool as just having a more traditional firearm. So I, I think these guns are very Liefeld, uh, particularly the smaller one. Um, Liefeld drew, you know, some of the worst guns ever, and so I think they're <laughs> a, a reflection of that. But, you know, as a, as a reflection app, they're pretty crap. <laughs> um, you know, Liefeld just can't draw guns for, for anything. Uh, actually, Liefeld can't draw much of anything for anything. But, um, yeah, so I've, I've just got him holding the Deadpool gun at the moment. So. There you go. I need to get my spawn um, figures out because I'm sure there's some guns in there that would work mm. quite well. All right. Mm. So moving on, um, I've got Havoc. Um, this is the one of the money savers of the wave in terms of you know um, sculpting etc. He's got a new head, but I don't think they, there's anything else uh, that would have been made for him. Um, all the rest of it's achieved by paint. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, maybe the gloves. Yeah, the little bits around the gloves, which I think is just an add-on. This is this is their way. No, yeah. I feel we've seen them before. Hmm. Not sure where I, but yeah, I think we might have seen these. The gloves. Yeah. 
Um, cool. So the uh, you know this is this is fine. I think this is the you know the update we had to have. Um, my my uh, havoc is actually a tiny bit cross-eyed, unfortunately. Um, so a little glimpse of Gertie here. <laughs> um, and uh, to me, the the nicest thing about this is the effects that he comes with. Um, yes. Which are the same ones that Wonder Man comes with in it, but in a different um, color. And unlike yeah. unlike those mystic ones that um, look great but never kind of sit in the way that you want them to sit, these actually fit more snugly around his wrists, mine at least. Um, so they actually, you know, feel like they're worth putting on. Yeah, this. Uh... I don't mind this buck, um, this kind of mid-size buck. It's not too bad, but it's um, you know, it's very, it's very sort of rounded and and yeah, I don't know, something I've just never quite uh, taken. Speaking of uh, the buck, I've worked out where the gloves come from from the very beginning. The Bucky Cap, uh, mm. he has oh, these little gloves. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, is is it just me or does his chest logo sort of um, fade from blue to white in the middle? No, mine does. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's not just you know, my dodgy. Yeah. No, that's how it's meant to be. This is um, this is an interesting choice. And um, as I hold this one in my hands, I'm looking at my old one, and he looks very upset with me. Uh, um, uh, uh, he looks, uh, uh, looks very angry, angry with me. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> I know this is sort of a reflection of the the more modern costume, and obviously this is uh, you know the bands across the top of his head are uh, you know a, a tribute to his original costume. But you know, I actually wondered why they didn't go for the one where you know he's got the blonde hair sticking out the top. You know, mm. it's you know open on top. I I don't know. I just feel like Haddock's always got a bit of a raw deal in the costume department. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. That's usually part of the reason I like I, I love the Peter David jacket era and then the Mutant X era where he had a belt that he never did up for some reason, but yeah. anything <laughs> up. So it was just a weird. Um but uh I, I was kinda hoping uh we might get because uh, he's got a bit of a two face thing going, like maybe a swap out head so you have the scarred version or you know, just something a little like a little touch extra. Yeah, uh, here and there for such a basic buck, yeah. but then again, he could just be that one that they do. So there's a figure in there, but it doesn't cost them too much to actually make, and they mm. can spend the money elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Well, back over to you, Ben. Well, thank you, and I'm glad that the uh, the the sort of uh, assigning of characters worked out this way because uh, this next lass is a favourite of mine. And, uh, boy, if there's anyone that's been long overdue for a, a new Marvel Legends, it's Rogue. Um, she's really been badly treated uh, by Marvel Legends. We're not going to talk about the box set um, crack or Rogue. Uh, <laughs> and then sort of beyond that, if you didn't have the very, uh, very overpriced Extreme X-Men, um, you were pretty limited as to how you could actually display Rogue in your Marvel Legends collection. Um, we, of course, did have that preview some time ago of the updated Rogue, the green and white costume from her, um, oh, what was her, X-Men Legacy run, which yeah. never eventuated. Oh. That was one that fans were asking for, but then um, somehow that got put away and uh, 
the Jim Lee one got the nod instead. So we get Rogue in her Jim Lee era costume, which of course is the uh, the green and gold with the uh, the short leather jacket that serves no purpose. Um, <laughs> but I don't know anything about fashion, so what would I know? Um, she comes with a, a juggernaut leg and a swap out right hand, which is of course um, when she takes her glove off. So she's got little uh, little bands around her wrist that obviously give the uh, impression that she's wearing short gloves and you just have to sort of slide those down because they keep moving. And obviously if you take the hand off, you have to remove that as well. Uh, it would have been nice to have another hand, you know, holding the glove. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would yeah. Would have been cool, but that's a lot to ask for. Um, she's got a uh, one of those belts that's really annoying around the waist. Um, yeah, look, I, I I mean this this is a pretty gorgeous figure. This is not my favourite rogue costume, and, and I don't know, I'm in the minority, um, but I think they've done a pretty good deal. I, I've um I've seen a lot of these come out quite derpy, so if you're uh. if you're in the store, I'd I'd look carefully. It's that she's not uh, either cross-eyed or even worse, Marty Feldman type thing going on mine's actually pretty good yeah mine's good. i have to say so mine's good from certain angles there's a <laughs> weird angle sort of if you're looking on the right side of her face but you're getting a bit of the left portrait where she looks a bit uh kind of mm. off but for the most part she looks fine yeah, I notice there's a lot of flashing on the uh, the hair for me. I can really see the the mold lines in the white part of her hair. Um, seems to be a pretty good job in terms of paint. Like they've cast in uh, the yellow colour and then sort of painted the metallic green over the top, and that's worked uh, pretty well. Uh, best of all, she's actually got the flat feet, so you don't have to worry. Uh, about a toppling over like the Jean Grey. This is the female buck that I like. I, um, I think this is the one they should use for all females, uh, you know, of, of sort of adult uh, size, and it, it just works. I think it's uh, it's a healthier-looking female. The, the jacket's quite interesting. That's obviously um, a new upper arm because it's sculpted on, whereas the, the jacket over the torso is a separate piece that you could probably take off if you were so inclined um i actually have to say confess that uh, i actually bought two rogues um one to actually take out of the box and uh go wee i've got a rogue figure um <laughs> and complete my complete my juggernaut and then i've got another one to keep uh sort of you know in the box because i think she looks quite good um and look as much as i love this figure she's not actually going to replace my custom um i'm going to keep my my green and black costume but yeah good good work very good. i'm happy yeah. Well, happy. That, Sorry. I think I talked so much about my, my favourite female character, I didn't give you guys any airtime, so I'll just shut up now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's right. How did you find the way that they've done the boots with the little... Um, yeah. It's a bit awkward, isn't it? Yeah. yeah like, I actually don't, don't mind it, and it is a clever way of getting around, doing a, a whole new sculpt, and visually yeah. when they're in place it looks good, but sometimes in posing I'm finding it a bit weird and restrictive mm. yeah I, I think uh, these guys are getting clever with this sort of stuff like that thing i mentioned before where they've uh, given the impression on the of the cuff on the glove and now they've done the same for the boots um you know it's a smart tooling uh, it really is and i think that's going to hold them in good stead for future yeah, figures absolutely yeah mm. yeah i think it works fine like it's it, it, but depends on how much you're moving her around like um, 
It's a it's a very good looking figure. Mm, absolutely. Yep. Cool. Well, we are going from one of uh, Ben's favorite characters to one of Eddie's favorite characters. Yeah. Well, one of 2016's favorite characters. Oh, <laughs> everyone loves this guy. Haven't you been to a Zing store? It's everywhere. <laughs> and we are, of course, talking about Deadpool. So next, uh, we've. All right. So Kitty Pride. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, so it's about time we've gotten a uh, update of this guy. They've been using the uh, two-pack one uh, from the old days of Hasbro Marvel Legends for a while when they've uh, periodically done uh, Deadpool. But now we've got him. Uh, he's using the Bucky Cap buck uh for the most part, but he does have some new pieces there. Uh, and they've gone with the Marvel now. Uh, version of his costume and they've also kitted him out like crazy mm-hmm. so he comes with uh two katana swords plus plus sheath uh two pistols uh one knife a sort of laser gun a uh, sort of weird automatic tommy gun type <laughs> one almost looks like a it's actually a shot it's a shotgun. Shotgun? Yeah. A tiny little shotgun. A, um, a bazooka with a punching, uh, <laughs> with a boxing glove, uh, and probably the best accessory of uh, well, any Marvel Legends wave this year, a taco. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just great. Oh, and a swappable head, so... Yes. Uh, you get him masked and the wonderful uh, Tony Moore-based art uh, smiling head uh, of his Freddy Krueger uh, face. Okay, but, yeah. I, have, I have a question before you, you, you get into the, the, the love section of this particular um, discussion. And, um, look, I think, you know, Hasbro have also built up a pretty good stash of accessories that they can reuse. Like these are the swords that came with Ronan and um, the hand ninjas. Um, so it's nice to see those again sort of thing. And, and obviously that shotgun and the pistols are all um, reuse. Uh, and the boxing glove, I thought that was impressive how that comes off and they've reused the rocket launcher. But that laser gun you mentioned and the one I said that I've got with my cable figure, is that new? Have I, have I not seen this anywhere? I can't remember seeing it anywhere, but I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, but it's the first time I've picked it up, so... Yeah, it would have to be a very obscure figure if it had like it would be that Shield Agent two pack or something like that. If it is, so so can we just stop for a second to say that not only does your favourite character get an absolute crap load of accessories, but a brand new gun as well, well and a taco, and a taco, and a swap out head. Yeah, the taco's got paint apps. I'm more angry about the taco. <laughs> but no bill no no juggernaut piece yeah well we've got to draw the line somewhere there yeah let's, let's not go Look, this is this is just so fun this this figure is there's so many different uh things that you can do with this it is um you know it's it's just fantastic so not to alarm you guys but i am a bit of a deadpool fan uh, no, so no. Ben mentioned that he picked up an extra rogue because he's a rogue fan. Uh, I 
have picked up three of these guys. <laughs> uh, so my goal was to have one with mask on, one I can keep with the mask off, and uh, one to keep in the box. I am still very tempted to open the one that I have in the box so I can have one with the mask on, but he doesn't have the sword sheaths on his back, and I can mm-hmm. army build the tacos and uh, have a whole uh, meal of them. But because I ordered two spares, I got uh, the two spares actually well ahead of my whole wave case. So I've had uh, the Deadpool for about a month now, and he's probably been one of the biggest culprits of a figure that I sort of keep on the coffee table and while Mm -hmm. watching TV shows or that I'm picking him up constantly, putting him in different poses. I've got a big bucket of like guns and accessories and trying out uh, all sorts of different guns and pieces and moving it through. And he's just, he's almost that perfect action figure for just having and uh, doing odd little things with and, uh he's great for like weird little instagram pictures or snapchats he's just people know who he is now and they see him and they just laugh automatically so he's just a near perfect fit this this is going to be very hard to beat uh Mm -hmm. for figure of the year for me now i don't want to completely sound like i'm blind he does have a couple of little flaws uh on him uh so i am a bit disappointed in the blandness of some of the weapons. Uh, they aren't uh, the pistols in particular come off uh, a bit plain uh, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's not really the fault of the toy manufacturer, but uh, more based on my own silliness. But uh, the knife is the exact same knife that comes with uh, the uh, Winter Soldier Bucky uh, from Civil War. Uh, it's just painted differently, but it must be paint over the blade or some sort of change in the mold because I put that knife in his sheath trying to get some different color variations going, and it got stuck in there, and I had to <laughs> boil and pop to get it out. So I don't know oh what goodness. it is. exact same mold, but for some reason that one got stuck and the other ones go in and out fine. So just be very careful uh, in uh, if you feel tempted to put that Bucky knife uh, in his boot, but the Bucky gun does look quite good, uh, particularly in his uh, main belt's holster, just for adding a bit of colour uh, and pop in through there. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's. I'm very happy to finally have him in hand, and I cannot wait for the reprints of the grey or even the different Mercs for Money uh, core members <laughs> that I'm sure I can, I can see it being next year's San Diego box set is going to be the Mercs for Money. Oh, I um I, I I'm really grateful for all the really kick-ass accessories. Like they've done a, an insane job, and I, I can't think of a Marvel Legends figure that came with even close to this much stuff. So they've they've obviously gone to town to make this the the, the Deadpool of Deadpools. And look, I don't mind the buck. I didn't realise just how bad uh, the old Deadpool was until I saw Eddie's photo uh, comparing the two. Um, I only have two small gripes for this guy. Uh, I'm not a fan of they've cast him in the red and painted over him with the black, um, and there's uh, a couple of sort of silver spots, uh, silver sort of rectangly bits to his costume. But um, And that's not too bad. But 
Um, it's just a shame that the pouches and the guns and there's a couple of grenades hanging off uh, the pouches, which don't seem to defy gravity. There's no real explanation as to how they're attached. They're kind of just sculpted in there. Um, but there's actually no highlighting at all. It's just cast in brown and it looks bland. It actually looks um, like it hasn't been highlighted. And I think that's a shame because um, it would have really suited the figure. Um, but the other one I thought was quite odd is the way they've done the neck articulation. You can't actually tilt his head. I, I would have thought, you know, that's almost one of Deadpool's signature things is to have that quirky sort of tilted head, but I'm sort of struggling to get any kind of lateral movement to be able to do that. Yeah. I think that just comes more from being on that old Bucky buck mm. uh, than much else. I do quite like speaking of washes though. I do think they've given uh, his unmasked head um, some really nice color washes and that in yeah. there to bring out some detail that really comes across as kind of nasty and something you wouldn't want to touch for too long fear yeah. of the scab healing over yeah. and the yellow on his eyes is near perfect that they're done mm. yeah this bucky buck i noticed my havoc and now my deadpool they're uh, they're a bit of a hassle to actually get flat-footed and, and uh, a really good mm. balance going mm. I don't know. I'm starting to think this buck should be retired, literally. <laughs> well, let, let's uh, retire the Deadpool um, <laughs> discussion. Uh, and oh, it's, it's not a toy of the week. Hello. And uh, any any final Deadpool thoughts before we move on? Nah, no, that's it. Okay, so I have got Kitty Pride um, as my uh, last one to talk about. And uh, you know, when when I talked before about the um, females of the Toy Biz land. The, the Kitty one was certainly not the worst by any means, but, you know, a bit of a weird... I always found that head sculpt kind of a weird thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is a very nice update. This is, you know, I mean, if I had my druthers, I would have loved a Shadow Cat costume or, you know, anything other than this again. Um, although, you know, this is outfit. Yeah, this is the, the, the this is what she's wearing, you know, in there. So, and the the hairstyle is what she is wearing. So, I guess that's you know what they've gone with. Um, I, I quite like the the head sculpt, although the facial expression is a bit um, bland. Um, she does come with a Lockheed, which can sit on her shoulder, which I quite like. Um, although I think I kind of think he's too small, but um, he's still cute and. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, this is, this is, uh, I think a fun figure. It is on that thinner buck, but I think that works for the younger girl, you know, younger female characters. Um, yeah, I, I'm quite happy with it. I, I like the ponytail. I think it's a yeah. nice touch. Yeah, um, nice. you know, this, the scrawny neck, uh, you know, pretty much the same as what you said before. Um, I think this is one of the money savers. Um, you know, like the, the hair has no highlighting whatsoever and the costume has no highlighting whatsoever. I mean, this is just, you know, it's, it's cast in yellow and then it's painted in black in places fairly ordinary. Like I, you know, you can see in those, um, joints under the knee, you know, where it was cast in yellow and then painted over. Um, look, the, the, the main thing I love about this figure is it gives me hope that they will be reuse it to do some new mutants. Um, yes. But I don't know, is, is there some kind of, you know, if, if anybody knows um, why Marvel uh, won't use the name Shadowcat, like I, you know, I grew up, she was Shadowcat, she had the blue outfit, 
uh, and she was Shadowcat, and now she's Kitty Pride, and they they just don't refer to her as Shadowcat yeah, anymore. I and I know. find that really quite odd. Me too. Um, Mm. But I, I, I like this. This is a nice update. I think the other yeah. one, she's uh, she's pretty fugly. Yeah, I, I wonder if it, there's some sort of licensing thing with Shadowcat that has, you know, that made them go back. Because to mm. me, that was, you know, finally she she finally got a proper code name and identity, and I love that outfit as well. I mean, yeah, you know, it's something I'd still love to see a figure of someday. Um, mm. But I think that yeah, this is great. I, I'm really happy with this uh, update for her. Good fun. I uh, actually really like, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but if you put her right arm outstretched, you can actually use the wings of the glove and put Lockheed on it. Uh, so he's like sitting sort of like a falconer position mm-hmm. and he sits quite comfortably yeah. and yeah. good there as well. It's not just uh, the tail around the neck. So yeah. uh, if that was intentional, that's that's some good... Uh, sculpting and engineering that he sits in multiple ways there. Yeah, I might actually have to compare this Lockheed to the other Lockheed just to see um, yeah, which one's actually better. Uh, it's actually a quick story that um, Chris Claremont actually based Kitty Pride on uh, the, the daughter of some family friends. Uh, and uh, she, the, the, the real-life girl that, that Kitty Pride was based on was a, a prod, progeny uh, in in an, a number of respects, and so he was always going on about how uh, amazing this girl was and talented, and she was going to go on to do whatever she wanted to do. And um, uh, yeah, and, and he, he would rave about her regularly. And then she sort of hit her mid to late teens and went off the rails uh, and and rebelled and went and did all these rather silly things. And um, I, I had the the great fortune of meeting Warren Ellis some years ago, and he. Uh, he told the story of um, how uh, he wanted to write the X Men so that he could turn Kitty Pride into a, a you know, a, yes, let's. I won't. I won't go yeah. into too much detail, but he, he had plans to reflect the uh, the real life um, version, and apparently he upset Chris Claremont uh, quite a lot, and said that um, that possibly set his uh, Marvel career back uh, some years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, I don't know, possibly something came of it. Maybe Chris Claremont was, uh, you know, so upset about the whole deal that, you know, said no more shadow cap. Well, yeah, who knows? Do you know the story? Write in, tell us. Let us know, yeah. Okay, the, bring us to conclusion here, Ben. Huzzah! Okay, well, if you have bought uh, all seven of these figures and skipped Deadpool because he's uh, not that popular, um, you will <laughs> yeah. actually have... <laughs> you will have enough what? pieces. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll have a, a significant number of uh, chunky plastic pieces that, when assembled, form Kane Marco, uh, also known as the Juggernaut. And uh, you know, it's it's pretty good. Like I'm I'm sort of blown away by just how huge and chunky. Uh, he is. Like, there's a, a whole lot of plastic going on, and, and I'm just glad the days of the uh, the rocket raccoons and hit monkeys are, are behind us. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm struggling a bit with this one. I I don't have anything really against this builder figure, but I've got the Marvel Select one uh, in my display, and I know he's too big. Yes, I know Juggernaut's only six foot ten, um, but he's always drawn as gigantic. And, uh, and and so I like this. I just 
I'm just finding that the Marvel Select one is actually a, a nicer figure for me, and um, which is a bit of a shame because I think they've done a pretty good job. And in particular, I think the thing that's quite amazing is uh, when you look at Juggernaut, he's got those metal bands that go around his biceps, the metal sort of bands that go around his wrists, etc. And he's got this sort of chunky belt. Um, and they're all actually removable. They're all additional pieces. So yeah. we talked earlier about Hasbro being quite clever in their reuse. And really, uh, if you took that belt off, swapped out the hands and took the um, the bands off, you'd actually have virtually a, a buck for any number of rather large individuals. Mm-hmm. So quite, quite clever, quite clever. Um, I, I've got a couple of little gripes, but uh, I might get your thoughts. I, I I like it. I think that, um, you know, it's a good uh, – it definitely scales with, you know, th- better than the select one um, yeah. with, with these figures. Yeah. I mean, I think the select one is just a great figure. Those oversized Marvel Select figures are just great pieces, you know. Um, but, you know, it is, it's good fun. And I think the thing that I would have loved to have seen with this simply because, I mean, you know, we do have other options and we have had Juggernaut as a Marvel legend before would have been an unmasked head um, option. Mm, I think that mm. would have, you know, that would have, uh, you know, made this make a bit more sense for me, but um, I, I think it is really fun and definitely, you know, a good builder figure choice. Yeah. yeah you, I think I'm quite a big fan. I like it now. I don't own the select uh, juggernaut, so I don't have that to compare it with, but, um, for me, thinking about it from the Hasbro point of line too, like they, I'm sure, aren't uh, going to not make a figure because Selective no. made yeah. one uh, there as well. They've got to stay competitive um, even within the brand. So, uh, And there are certain people who just get Marvel Legends, so it's a chance for them to get a juggernaut on their shelves that isn't that horrible Spider-Man one that came out. Mm-hmm. A while ago, or the um, one from all the way back in Wave Six that had those gorilla arms yeah. uh, going, but uh, which was still a great figure. Like back in the day, that was an amazing one. But I don't know if it's aged mm. uh, too well. Huh. Uh, and yeah, like he's basic, but I do like his heft. He's got a great like hand feel to him. You just yeah. he weighs that ton and is a solid. Like you could throw this at someone and do some mm-hmm. damage. No, we don't recommend that, by the way. The AFP yeah. podcast does not um, condone throwing of toys. Yeah, yeah you might damage your toy. Well, or you might yeah. get hurt and then sue us because we gave you the idea. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Do you know what my, uh, my, my gripe is with this dude? Yeah. It's, it's the helmet. There's that massive gap between yeah, the yeah, yeah. and the torso. Yeah. And the whole point of those rivets around the bottom of the helmet <laughs> is because the helmet is riveted to his costume, and that's so that he can protect himself from psionic attacks. And so it looks a bit awkward just kind of floating so much above the, you know, the torso. Yeah. But other than that, I think they've done a pretty good job. Actually, one thing I really like is uh, his boots. He's got a nice sort of texture. <laughs> Chunky. His boots there. Mm. They've done, done a good job uh, yeah. running through that. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think I would... Um keep this i thought i'll you know build it and sell it but after i kept it after i put it together i was like oh no this works like it's a yeah definitely um it's a good update in marvel legends land i just so yeah yeah it's good fun Hmm. 
Indeed. Sweet, we did it. Well, there you go. It was well, worth no, it. No, we've got a figure. Oh. Oh, oh goodness. Yeah. Scott wants to go to bed. What do we forget? <laughs> got Onslaught. Oh, okay. Uh, onslaught. Yay. So if you so was- um, if you cared about uh, Onslaught, um, which you must be younger than me, um, then you I and am. you wanted the uh, proper version of him, then uh, now it was Kitty that came with the head, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was originally meant to be Rogue. Yeah, that's what it? I thought too, because when, when they first um, we saw Rogue before we saw the other figures and they showed that head as well, but maybe it was they weren't implying yeah, that they were so come together. They did um it was next to Rogue when that was first revealed, but they yeah. did um say even at that reveal that it wouldn't be coming with her. It was just okay. plays there. Mm. Well, there you go. Um mm. so there you go. Hooray. Mm. Huzzah. Hooray. Well, thank you very much for that. And that wraps up our discussion topic. And so we have uh, just the feedback to go and we will come back and do that shortly and wrap up the show. Colonel Steve Austin, the $6 million man and the new Bionic Transport and Repair Station. Look, it's crashing. We'll put him in the Bionic Repair Station. We can rebuild it. We'll replace the modules in the Bionic arm. No injury here. We'll have to check his eye. Bionic eye, A-OK. Six million dollar man, ready for action. New Bionic Transport and Repair Station sold separately. The six million dollar man, new from Kenner. We love hearing from you. You can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, post on Facebook, uh, and also tweet at us at AFBlues, Instagram, um, Action Figure Blues, and uh, you might just hear it read out. And Eddie, you have our first piece of feedback for this episode. I do, and this one comes from Patrick on Facebook, and he says, Congrats of the Aquaman PF, Scott. Great review and picks. Probably my favorite DC PF awesome classic portrait uh so i actually saw i I picked out uh patrick's one because he had a bit of a run here but i actually saw both on the forums and facebook a lot of people congratulating you on the aquaman as if it was a newborn child yes (laughs) (laughs) so yeah no it's nice congratulations scott thank you very much we're so proud yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a few months to name him so that we can really get to know his personality. Um that looking at kindergartens for him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I have friends who took 3 months to name each of their children, which is the legal amount that you can take in Australia before the state names them. Um far out. I, yes. And uh I and to get to know their personalities and then the names that they come up with, which I won't, you know, repeat just but were so ridiculous that i was like I, I don't think that worked i don't think that the thinking time was good i think you should have gone with your first gut instinct because <laughs> it's like you know after yeah. after waiting three months and you feel like you've got to come up with something yeah. really unusual what, and so what, like, what are you going to learn in that time and and like to, how do you know like, after three months that they're yeah, uh, uh, this, no. this one's called chuck because he seemed to up <laughs> a lot so. That's right. <laughs> this one's called. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine actually maintains a list of uh, of yeah names that he finds to be quite uh, awkward or unusual or something. And he was telling me about one that he saw the other day. Uh, and he said the births, deaths, and marriages are, are a great one because you get like you know great grandma dies and you know yeah. was uh, survived by you know kids, grandkids, great great grandkids, yes. and they list all the names. And of course, all the the young kids have um, got. 
you know, Tiffany with five Qs and, uh. you know, that kind of thing. And But, um, yeah, his favourite one so far is um, uh, Karosini. That someone has actually chosen the name Karosini. And then when you spell it out, it's like um, you did realise that you named your child after a flammable fuel because it's actually kerosene. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, uh, mm. I, my uh, beloved spent some time in India um, doing mission work before we met, and she uh, met some people who they wanted to give their daughter a, an a English name, and so they called her Famali, spelled yes. S-E-M-A-L-E. <laughs> like, oh. It's it's quite common now. Mm. Very odd. Very yeah. odd. Anyway. All right. Yes. Yes. Moving on. Mr. Ben. Joe Orzo <laughs> Art from Joe Orzo Art uh, has uh, let us know and he says, hey, do you guys think there are enough Batcave builders out there for DC to make the Jason Todd Robin tribute case? I'd buy that before uh, a flash helmet in a case. Just wondering. Love the show and look forward to it each week. Thank you, as always. I I love the idea of those kinds of accessory sets. Um, you know, NECA is starting to do more and more stuff uh, for their lines, and I, I, I've never understood why Mattel couldn't make something like that work, you know, through their, yeah. um, their you know, Maddie Collector website. Uh, yeah, sad. I think uh, DC Collectibles would be a good spot. I could see them. Yeah. Dropping a piece, which yeah, would be. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Some sort of deluxe, you know, deluxe pack that you get the figure plus, you know, a bunch of bits to the mm. Batcave. And... Yeah, I'd buy it. Sounds good. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, thank you, everyone. It was great to uh, join with you to uh, do this thing, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do it again soon. Um, oh, Hey. Uh, now, Eddie's, hey. the, Eddie's the one who actually pointed this out to me, that we, some time ago, I think, in the last few weeks, actually passed 25,000 likes on Facebook. Yay! Hooray! I know. That's so cool. Thank you. That Facebook's made it kind of harder to see that stuff, I find. Mm. Like, it's not, like, even as a page manager, it's like, you know, when you look on the, the page, you actually have to get quite a few clicks to see that. And, you know, that's not, we we don't do it. Um, for that we do it to have fun um, but it is great to um, see that other people have fun uh, watching us have fun uh, well that sounds bad yeah. um, but you know, <laughs> the, you know you get the idea <laughs> so yay Indeed. us um, yay likes and um, hooray and so uh, to celebrate we will cast Eddie in bronze Aww. and uh, erect what? a statue yeah. <laughs> It's just because I talk about Deadpool for so long. Yeah. No, it's because if they cast me in bronze, it'll cost twice as much. So. Yeah. <laughs> for, sure. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, good night, everybody. Bye. Bye. Good journey. And hey, call your mom. Make sure she's okay. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. 
Thanks for listening. Let's do this thing. Here we go. In uh, five, four. I'm counting really slow because I thought I might be about to burp. No, disappointing. <laughs> Three. Well, now it's time for our discussion topic, and uh, as advertised, this is a Choi Breakdown segment. Oh, man damn. L- literally. Well, <laughs> no- normally I, I say we're not going to break oh, Choi's, but maybe I'm wrong. <clears throat> Back in a second, my Wolverine's just taken a massive leap. Wow. <laughs> oh, He's God. got a healing factor. <laughs> We've been doing so well. <laughs>